nice night out here for a change. I feel a little bit of a chill though. It's coming. It's coming. Not like 40, winter's coming. Not like forty-two <laughs> a few weeks ago. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode number fifty-six. Woo! Can you believe it? Thurston ah! Gold Ben is across the table from me, wearing his Steelers gear. Sonia yes. to my right, and I am Fronade. How's everybody? <laughs> I know it's it's weird saying it's my awkward, name. It's right? just an it's an odd name. I mean, I, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, Ben Ben is like a normal name that you hear every day, but Sonia, it's like you know, no, it's, it's just awkward saying your own name. Yeah, but I Ben so. seems to. I have no problem with introducing myself. Yeah, I am the reactionary. Frane <laughs> is the practical one, and, and I am Sonia is always looking for the the human element to every <laughs> story. Frane, what are you drinking over there tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, I started drinking a little bit of the Woodford, Woodford Reserve and Coke, uh, but I killed that bottle. Now I moved on to the Knob Creek Rye. And a little bit of the soda that you have right there. What about I you, Ben? I love it. I what am are you dr- drinking tonight? I'm drinking a little bit of the Copper and Kings Brandy Company Moons of Jupiter Heavily Juniper Gin with a little bit also of the Club Soda Lemon Lime and a sprig of Rosemary from Frane's Garden. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good gin. Highly recommended. Sonia, and what do you, what, what is this? Con- Collaboration <laughs> of drinks you have in front of you here. Well, I started the night off with uh, a white claw, a raspberry white claw. Um, those things are good. <laughs> They're very easy to drink. Um, polished that one off and then finally started making the shots. So I've got the. You're drinking the residuals now. I've got the residuals. What, 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 the what shot. was left over from that shot? And then I've got the bourbon and. But it's, uh, not, it's not the completed shots. There's one more. Uh, Thing missing from that shot that's in our shot that's not in there that's right we won't yeah. tell yeah. our listeners yeah. until it's, it's time it's a surprise yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> to you folks out there franny's got a really amazing shot this yes, week he so does. please please stick around for that or go to thirstinggold.buzzproud.com after the show and get the link to our instagram and twitter where you will see a picture of that shot franny what are we going to talk about tonight tonight ben on the big board we have a shout out to our new listeners out there. We have our championship round recap. We have our housekeeping. We have our Super Bowl analysis and picks, our NFL news and moves, our shout outs to our fellow podcasters. We have Ben's betting corner. Last one. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I'll have some well, more, I mean, I guess we could do it. Yeah. Next week. Exactly. And we have our shot of the week, which we just mentioned. We have our beverage of the week, which is another offering from Balconas. We tried their rye a few weeks back. We really enjoyed that. This is their straight bourbon. And we also have our beer of the evening and to finish off the show ben has some housekeeping oh yes indeed so friday what's first up on the big board first up on the big board ben is our new listeners all right sonia has requested that we give a shout out to some of our new listeners from around the world outside of the u.s this week we had a new listener from italy new listeners from nigeria finland austria Another new listener from Austria. Franny mentioned last week that South Korea is the podcast capital of the world. We have two more listeners from South Korea. One from France. Sonia. Yay. Another I'll see listener you in a few from, months. from France. Oman. The Netherlands. Colombia. Oh, we got a listener from Colombia. Actually, two listeners That's from cool. Colombia. Another new listener from Croatia this week. We are blowing up in Croatia. (laughs) Uh, New listeners. We are very popular for some reason in Poland. We have three more listeners from Poland. Uh, Listener Delfrane 
get to bust out the map for this one. We have a new listener from Chechnya, listener from Hungary, Norway, Ireland, Spain, Bangladesh, Morocco, Sweden, South Africa, Mexico, India, Brazil, and Australia. That's so cool. Sonia, what do you think about our international listeners this I week? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank we welcome you all, all listeners, thank you but to that's our really international cool. listeners and to all of our listeners here in America as well. Yeah, the bulk of our listeners come from Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., but we are so, oh, so thankful to all of our international listeners, and it warms Sonia's <laughs> heart to hear that. Um, uh, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, we have our championship round recap. We had the Niners and the Packers oh. and the Chiefs and the Titans. Who should we talk about first? Oh, I guess we could start with the early game. You know, for such that it was, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Texans and, or not the not Texans. The Texans. Uh, that was the week before, the ben. Titans and the Chiefs. Ronnie, what did you think of that? You know, it was boring. On again, off again it game. Was, it was, I mean, you know, kudos to, for, to the Titans for making it as far as they yeah. did, being a nine and seven team and barely making it into the playoffs. Um, but it was, it was a boring game. Even when they were up 10 nothing. I figured the Chiefs would still come back and win that game, especially with what happened the week before with the Titans going up 24-0 and them taking the lead at the half 28-24. It was a little boring. It wasn't as exciting as the last year's championship games oh, with absolutely. the Rams and the Saints and the Chiefs and the Patriots. It just didn't have that same excitement. You kind of knew what was going to happen even in the first quarter. Yes, and I was happy to have bet the, both both favorites in both of those games as well as the overs in both of those games. Uh, but it was a pretty... I mean, it, you have to admit, the beginning of the game when Tennessee got out to a 10 nothing lead early, I mean, yeah. it wasn't as if, as if we were fearful that, that they would run away with the game, but it didn't... I didn't anticipate that Tennessee would be able to put points up early the yeah. way that they did in Especially that game. Especially when they settled for that first field goal. It didn't bode well for them. I mean, they have to score against the Chiefs. You have to score as many points as possible. 24 points in the first quarter uh, for the Texans wasn't enough. 10 points early on in this game, it didn't cut it. Yeah, I mean, I thought they got away from Henry a little bit too early in that game. They started to throw the ball, I think, more so than they had in a lot of previous games. Even when they yeah. had the lead, they were throwing the ball, I think, a little bit yeah. too much. I mean, obviously, they had a game plan for Henry on the Chiefs. I mean, it, the enemy had a game plan for them. Or, sorry, uh, Spagnolo had a game plan for them. But, you know, it was what I think re- most of us expected to happen in that game. Uh, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, and Tannehill is Tannehill. Uh, the, the, ten- the Tennessee Titans still have that element of rebuilding to their roster. It's a little bit unclear what they're going to do in the offseason with Henry and Tannehill. I think they're obviously going to have to re-up Henry, but what do they do about Ryan Tannehill in the offseason? He's a free agent. That is up in the air yeah. in terms of what they will do with him. Franny, what do you think I, they I should think do I, with Tannehill? They have to sign him. I, I think they found their long-term quarterback, at least for the next four or five years. Tannehill has to be their guy moving forward. You know, they moved on from Mariota. Mariota is going to end up maybe as a backup elsewhere. I don't see him starting right now for any other team in the league. But you definitely have to sign Tannehill. Uh, he's not going to get a handsome contract like some of these other quarterbacks did get recently. But he'll get, a, I would say, maybe around $20 million a year for him, which is fair. Maybe just over $20 million a year for him. Yeah, they wow. might franchise tag him. But they did. They got out to a quick 10-point lead in that game. But then came the Chiefs. Chelsea wide to the right on second and 10. Down the middle. 
Touchdown, Kansas City. <sighs> and at that point, we knew it was over. <laughs> that was the turning point, and that was the end of the Tennessee Titans. I mean, just watching the game, you knew that Tennessee wasn't going to be able to keep up. And like you said, Ben, I'm sure they had a game plan going in uh, with, with running uh, Derrick Henry. But they moved away from that. Um, I think they tried to throw the Chiefs off a little bit by throwing the ball more than maybe the Chiefs even expected. But they did a good job. Of bottling him up. Exactly. They did a very good job with bottling him up. And they said, you know what, Tannehill, if you want to try to beat us, go ahead and do it. But it's not going to be Derrick Henry today or last week. I mean, definitely give Spagnuolo credit in this game for controlling the Tennessee Titans attack, especially, you know, bottling up. Derrick Henry right from the get-go. Uh, Sonia, former Seahawk Frank Clark, was spouting <laughs> off before the game, essentially said that Derrick Henry is nothing more than a big running back. He's not particularly skillful in any sort of <sighs> special way. And it turned out to be the case, at least in this game, they definitely, definitely bottled him up. I was actually surprised at how well they bottled him up in this game. Steve Spagnolo did a great Great job, and uh, I'm not sure that anyone could have schemed up a better offense than Andy Reid did in that game. Sonia, what did you think about the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs running away with a championship game against the Titans, who had probably run out of gas playing four straight road games? Uh, yeah, that that for sure. But I mean, we all. We all called it the week before. We called it the week prior to that. I mean, we we knew that the Chiefs were going to go ahead and. Well. Uh oh! I said the Saints were going to go to Super Bowl, so I was <laughs> really uh, wrong about true. that. And now Drew Brees <laughs> is pining for retirement. So oh, he's, uh, he's be playing tomorrow in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's Congratulations. true. That's true. Yeah. Congratulations. He and Russell. He and Russell. <laughs> you get to go to wherever they're playing the game this year in Hawaii. Are they still playing in Hawaii? I, no, I think they're still. No, they're, they're in Florida. In, oh, you know, Florida. Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, in Orlando. So I, in the I, middle of Florida, yeah. not even in the good part of Florida. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the dirty, dirty. You can't. You can't help Down yourself. Dirty, you dirty. can't help yourself, Ben. Yeah, in the dirty, dirty. And I, I. I like the old setup where they used to go to Hawaii and play after, out in Hawaii after, after the Super exactly Bowl. after the Super Bowl. So you get, you know, maybe the Super Bowl quarterbacks, right? You know, not, not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with Kirk. Kirk, Kirk motherfucking Cousins. There you go. Not that there's anything wrong with him. You know, I always sing his praises. I think he's I a know. good quarterback. He, he, he's a solid quarterback. But Why as far as being a that? Pro Bowl quarterback, I don't know about no, that. But, no. you know, that's just the way it is. He plays in the north-south shrine game because he can't go and move his feet east and west, as I've said over and over again. Uh, but coming near the second, you know, end of the second quarter in this game, this play essentially put the game out of reach. Second and ten as that Tennessee defense drops back. As long as try to make a diving and tip that. Oh. Yeah. I got chills. Yeah, were they? I, I, I didn't. I mean, either either that was one of the most amazing runs a quarterback has ever made in the history of the league, or it was the, worst the Titans tackling. did not want to tackle him it was because the worst it appeared tackling. that they had at least three shots of him. And even in the post game presser, Mahomes said he thought for sure he was going to have to run out of bounds, but they gave him the seam down the yeah. sideline, and he just took it and rumbled and literally rumbled in the last couple yards into the end zone, and it made it seventeen to fourteen, I think, at that point. Yeah, I and so. put the game <clears throat> essentially away. I don't think they yeah. ever. All they had to do was nudge him, him after that. nudge him out of bounds. I mean, I'm still sure they would have scored the touchdown, but I mean, still that was embarrassing. The tackling on Mahomes. It's not. He, I mean, 
he he thought he was going to get tackled before he got to the end zone. He, and, and he didn't even, you know, bulldoze that guy over they on the goal line. He just kind of, you know, bumped into him, knocked him in. over, and, and scored a touchdown. I mean, yeah. it was... Like, you might as well just not play any sort of defense. Made it 21 to 17 at the half. And give Mahomes credit. I mean, it looks like he's even more dangerous this year than last. He obviously has worked on his conditioning yeah. and his, I mean, his athleticism looks like it took another, you know, has taken another step up mm-hmm. this year. I mean, he, he, the way that he's running with the ball outside the pocket, I think is even better than it was yeah. last year. I mean, that mm-hmm. play was pretty amazing, uh, to be able to truck it down there into the end zone and essentially, that was the end of it. There were no scoring in the third quarter, which, as Franny said, you know, turned out to be a pretty boring rest of the game. No scoring in the third quarter. Chiefs put up another 14 points in the fourth quarter, and the Tennessee Titans were only able to manage seven points. Yeah, but, I mean, the final score, 35-24, I mean, it, 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 it could have been a larger scoreline than that. You know, oh, wait, yeah. I, you know the, the Chiefs kind of took their foot off the gas. I think it could have easily been, you know, closer to, you know, 42 or even, you know, in the 50s if they really wanted to. I mean, you know, the Titans hung around. I give them credit, like I said. Um, but it was it was a boring game. I mean, just think about what happened last year. Um, but and, kinda like I don't know. It was kind of disappointing. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I was disappointed. Both of the games last year were pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. both of them were excellent yeah. games. Yeah, I mean, there, there was that bullshit penalty call, <laughs> well, non-call, non-call that I keep on bringing agreed. up, and I, know yeah. I keep on and, harping on that. But well, and but but you see what happened? They passed the the you know the challenge rule with the pass interference this year, and it didn't get any better. Uh, no, it nothing. got it literally actually got worse. I yep. mean, you saw yeah. in the Seahawks game, it was worse even in that game because they're questioning it more now. You're like, we created this rule, and for you still that. can't get it right, and you and you still can't overturn it. Yeah, yep. I mean, Be, because the, the the refs have this huge ego. That they don't want to overturn a call that they didn't call initially on the field. Bastards. It's embarrassing, and because everybody can see it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty pathetic. And hopefully, hopefully, coming down the stretch here in the Super Bowl, they will get it right at least in this game to end yeah. all games. Yeah. There won't be any issues with pass interference in this coming game. But Tannehill, twenty-one of thirty-one for two hundred nine yards and two. Count them, two touchdowns, and Derrick Henry, nineteen carries, only nineteen carries in the game. For 69 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And, uh, and a 3.6 average. I mean, he was averaging, what, four or five yards a carry, uh, in the, in the first couple of games. And they really did a good job bottling him up. I mean, it was pretty shocking. I mm-hmm. mean, it was clearly the game plan mm-hmm. going in. Anybody, you know, let anybody beat us. Let Tannehill beat us. Let the receivers beat us, but do not let Derrick Henry beat us. And it did work out. Yeah. And they uh, had, they had one of the weakest, uh, rush defenses. I mean, in yeah. the league. Leading up to this game. But so. coming down the stretch, I mean, they really, really were playing well on defense mm-hmm. coming down the stretch. Last few games of the season and all throughout the playoffs, you know, Frank Clark played amazing in this game. The secondary was able to... The <laughs> second, <laughs> this was, the secondary like, was why able Why get rid of him? Why get rid of him? Yeah, well, he wanted too much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the secondary was able to lock down those receivers for Tennessee without much help allowing the front you know the front seven to be able to rush the quarterback and control you know to control Ryan Tannehill without having to drop too many guys into coverage or play additional defensive backs in the game so it, i mean it worked out Patrick Mahomes 23 of 35 for 294 294 yards and three count them three <laughs> touchdowns running for that touchdown and Damian Williams even ran the ball pretty well in this game 17 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown Sammy Watkins with a touchdown Tyree Kill with two huge touchdowns and screw you Devontae Adams <laughs> I had I had Sammy Watkins to have the most receiving yards in the championship weekend games 
And of course he was leading going into the game, the second game. And Devontae Adams had to put up a bunch of garbage yards in that game to not give me the, the prop in that. Yeah. One. And you called it early, Ben. I mean, we were texting back and forth during the game and you said that Sammy Watkins was going to have a huge game. You just had a feeling he was going to have a huge game and he did 114 yards. And it was like and 15 touchdown. to one or something that he would have the most yards. And of course, Devontae Adams puts up a bunch of garbage yards in a loss to, uh, to, to the, uh, why am I, why do the I, Niners, to the, the Niners, Niners. <laughs> to the Niners. Is that our segue? No, I, but I did have a little bit of audio for Frane here. For uh, me? Unless you have anything else to say about no? this terrible, terrible. Just, it, was, it, was, it was boring. I just wanted, boring. To, I wanted like to. Like the Super Bowl. Both, last both year. games were pretty boring. Oh, the, the, well, the Super Bowl last year was extremely boring. Yes. I, I mean, hopefully this next one won't be that way, but. I was kind of disappointed with these two games. But both games were pretty, pretty boring. Here we go. If anyone deserves it. Again, congratulations. Andy Reid. He's coming up. This was one of those games where, again, when you kicked it in the gear after an early deficit. It was amazing to watch. How did you guys do it today? Well, Mike's done a nice job with that team, and uh, man, we're just fired up to be sitting right here. Hey, on three, can we just give it one? How about those cheese? <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. You got to give the. I mean, he deserves it, and he was dabbing as he was going into the locker room after the game as well. Uh, you know, give Andy Reid a lot of credit. I mean, if anybody deserves it, he deserves it. Franny, do you have anything to say about your longtime coach in Philadelphia? I know you have a soft spot, of course, in your heart for him. I mean, he he went to so many NFC Championship games with the Eagles. Went to that one Super Bowl. Um, you know, I mean, the Eagles had the most success under him before Peterson took over um but i mean i I wish him all the best i mean you know i i mean we're gonna get to our super bowl picks um you know coming up but i wish him all the best he really deserves it he is one of the best coaches in the game not only now but ever i mean just oh for sure yeah i mean just just the wins i mean he, he I mean, the last couple of seasons with the eagles he did struggle but he took over a new team and kansas city I mean, every single year under him, they've gone to the playoffs. Now they're going to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I wish him all the best. And drafted Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah, <laughs> because the Chicago Bears thought yeah. that, <laughs> you know, Trubisky was a better option. But, you know, that's the way it works out. Sonia, what do you think about Andy Reid getting his chance I'm to glad. win the Super Bowl up I mean, against the well, buzzsaw that is the Niners? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you know how I feel. Um, no, I, I'm really happy for him. I We won't do our Super Bowl picks yet, but yeah, uh, we'll I think you know where we're leaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a I mean, give the Titans a lot of credit, too. I mean, they Absolutely. were able to oh, yeah. win two playoff coach. games on the road. And Mike Vrabel, this is his second year, right? Yeah. Second year with, with the really Titans. He's really cool. Um, you know, he was smart to make the decision to uh, move on from Mariota and uh, put Tannehill in. Ben, ben was calling for Tannehill right at the beginning of the season, which would have been a, a smart move. They probably would have been better than nine and seven, probably, you know, maybe 11 and five, maybe 12 and four with uh, with Tannehill starting. Um, you know, but but Tannehill will will most likely get a large contract, which he does deserve. He's their best option moving forward. Uh, I'm not sure what Derrick Henry's uh, situation is. 
I think I, I could have sworn he was coming into his fifth year. I could be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure where he is um, right we'll, now. We'll talk but, about I mean, that there's during... some decisions to be made uh, there in, in Tennessee. But as far as the AFC South, they look like a very dangerous team. Um, we also mentioned it last week. The Texans should move on from O'Brien <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, the, the Texans, they're there. They just can't get over the hump. And it seems like the Titans are already there. I mean, they made it to the AFC Championship game, something the Texans couldn't do. So in that division, next year, it's going to be fun to watch. Bye. Oh, for sure. Yeah, look, yeah, Derrick Henry signed his contract. Uh, looks like back a four-year contract back in 2014. So, yeah, he's he was not a first-round pick. Was he a first-round pick? 45th overall, no. Mm. So he's a round-two pick, so his contract is up. Fourth year, his contract is up, so they will have to deal with Derrick Henry in the offseason as well. Uh, but, you know, I'm not sure there was much else that Vrabel could have done in this game. I think it was clear that they needed to score a, a ton of points, and they probably weren't going to do that unless they threw the ball, you know, some significant yeah. amount in the game. It was clear in the beginning of the game that, they, that, that Henry was not going to be able to just run rough shot over the Chiefs' defense. So they did everything they could do. Yeah, They put up a valiant effort. No, what they did. I mean, you know, they, beating, they beat the Patriots. They beating beat the Patriots. Beating the Ravens, which everybody yeah. thought were unbeatable. Oh, I know. You know, yeah. um, with Lamar Jackson. And, and they beat them, and they beat them soundly, too. It was yeah. even a close game. Yeah, I mean they beat and they beat Houston as well. So give them a lot of credit for what they're able to yeah. do. And next year that AFC South is that going AFC to be South. really, really interesting. Yeah, with Foles and Tannehill and Jacoby Brissett, maybe <laughs> or potentially you know another quarterback, maybe a Tom Brady playing over there. <laughs> maybe maybe an Andy Dalton playing over there. Not sure what's going on with that Indy uh, quarterback yeah. well, situation. With, with, in, with Indy, they have a great coach. You know, Frank Reich is a great, is a great, great. There's a lot he's of, a great, he's a great, there's a lot of ex Eagle great coaches he's, he's, around the league. He's, 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 they're just he's not a, with the Eagles anymore. We got a good coach. <laughs> we have a good coach ourselves. <laughs> no, but they have a good coach over there. I mean, they just have, have to figure out their quarterback yeah. situation where will they move on and maybe draft a quarterback this year. But the AFC South, I mean, the Texans were in it. Um, you know, the Titans made it to the AFC championship game and the Colts weren't too far behind. I mean, they had a pretty good season themselves and, that's Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. a fun. Well, they were in the AFC Championship Yeah, I almost game. can't wait. I think Not I said. Totally I think I said last year how much I how much I enjoyed all of the the off season episodes that we had last year. I'm almost looking forward to you know, the Super Bowl being over so we can get into so those off season conversations that were so much fun last year. Uh, but it's going to be a really really exciting off season. Anything else to add about that game before we move on to another boring affair? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a boring one. The Niners and the Packers. Ugh, Franny, what do you think? Uh man, I mean when you don't have to throw the ball <laughs> and you still Eight times in the game and you still win easily. Yeah. I mean it, it was a boring game. I mean why throw the ball 20 or 30 30 yards down the field when you could just run the ball 20 or 30 yards down the field and Ben like you mentioned, you know, the week before with that San Francisco uh offensive line just pushing their way 5 or 6 yards down the field. I mean Mostert and and, oh and Bre- I mean, Mostert had an amazing game. Mostert yeah. was a monster second, in this game. Second all-time <laughs> Leader, I think, in rushing in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned last week. Where did he with, come from? He came, he came from, from seven other teams from Chicago. He was Jeez also Louise. with the Eagles, I believe, for a yeah. short time. He was seven, with, I think he was Miami. Teams. Yeah, he was four Miami for a little while there too. Um, but yeah, four touchdowns. Jeez. But I mean, you know, I, I mentioned last week with 
you know, the, the way they draw up their plays with the misdirection. You don't need misdirection when you have a fucking amazing offensive line just yeah. <laughs> pushing everybody down the field. I mean, even, even if it's, it's, you know, not drawn up to be, you know, a misdirection or some sort of clever play. I mean, just have these, the front, whatever, the, the, the offensive line just push away up the field and get, pick up four or five yards. It was, yeah. it was so easy for them and to Mike, just pick up yardage. I mean, much like Ken Norton the week before, Mike Pettin had no idea how to approach the San Francisco offensive line in this game. He went with the Smith brothers almost the entire game, far too small on the front line for them. They were just pushing them around, pulling them all over the field. They had, I mean, most of these plays were not particularly, you know, I I know they scheming it up. He's scheming it up. Straight up the gut. You know, but yeah, he's scheming it up. But they were so big. There Mm -hmm. There were huge gaping holes in the middle of the offensive line right in the A gap and the B gap. They weren't having to scheme up, you know, particularly dramatic or intellectually stimulating plays in that game. They were just pushing that much smaller Green Bay defensive line around, uh, where, as I said, he wouldn't be wearing that snubbed T-shirt under his gear this week. And if he did, he wouldn't be showing it because he got flat on his back many times in this game. So Zadaria Smith, this is what happens when you play a very, very good offensive line. Much like his father, Mike Shanahan, who made C.J. Anderson into a stud, Olandis Gary into a stud, and a whole host of other running backs that ran through Denver that became nobodies the second they left that team. Uh, it's something about the Shanahans. I mean, he's got Mostert, Brita, and I'm leaving out the third one. Uh, well, Col- I think it was uh, Coleman. Uh, uh, was it was Tavis it? Coleman? Yeah, but, but he got injured. Tevin in the Coleman. Tevin, Tevin, Coleman. Yeah, he, Tevin Coleman. Dislocated shoulder. Yeah. So I, I'm, well... It's been a couple of weeks now. I mean, I'm sure he healed up, but <laughs> yeah, it's just a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, they have, they have, a, uh, they, no have a, no they have a brace that you can put on. Yeah, uh, but you know, this guy just ran all over the place. It's George Kittle at the bottom. Of course. Somehow the handoff into the arms of Mostert. He's gone. Touchdown. Yeah, San Francisco. It was so easy. Yeah. It was just so, it was so easy. easy. I mean, even that Kittle was just, only had one catch. It was just Kittle a only wide, had one catch. A wide open lane. And, you know, he just ran down. I mean, any any one of us could have run down that lane. I mean, it was it was just wide open for him. You know, the offensive line did their job. Oh, I mean, it's going to be tough for the Chiefs against the Niners. But, Sonia, how do you feel? This is a team from your division. If this was the Cowboys, mm-hmm. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I don't know how you feel. I mean, how I feel. I want the Chiefs <laughs> to beat the living crap out of them. That's how I feel. I mean, I was wrong. I was wrong. I really thought that they were just going to be, you know, they're just going to lose in the last game or so and and we can move on but no i mean apparently they're like the best team here in the nfl this but they've season gotten better yeah you know? yeah and i'm not sure what that is i mean is there voodoo going on in the locker room at halftime or or <laughs> what I, I mean yeah whatever i gotta give them credit i, I can't i can't not give him credit. Well, I mean, give Kyle Shanahan, I mean, give, as Sonia said, give Kyle Shanahan credit. I mean, he did this, you know, one of the best years Cleveland has had on offense in a long time, offense coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. Atlanta takes him to the Super Bowl, offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he knows what he's doing when it comes to drawing up plays on offense and getting the, the correct personnel. But I mean, that offensive line, you know, it's, I mean, the Chiefs have a bigger defensive line. So to their credit, you know, with Chris Jones at nose for that team, as well as D Ford, Frank Clark, and the rest of those guys that they've got up front, I think it's going to be a bigger battle in the trenches coming I hope up. So. We'll talk about that, but 
you know, give give Kyle Shanahan credit. I mean, Definitely. he just ran up and yeah. down the field. At one point, there were nine. I mean, it was almost two full quarters and ninety minutes of elapsed time on Earth between Garoppolo pass attempts. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 eight passes. Even Terry Bradshaw says, "I know you can't be tired <laughs> after the game because you only threw eight passes." And Terry Bradshaw had the same situation where I think he threw about ten passes either in a Super Bowl or a championship game back in the 70s because the defense was so good that all he did was run the ball with Franco Harris down their throat. What's that like? <laughs> uh, but eight pass attempts. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even that first touchdown, I thought they were crazy to run for, you know, on third and eight. It was third and eight when they scored the first touchdown. And it was so easy. It was like a walk in the park yeah. on, on third and eight. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys handing the ball off? All of a sudden he breaks out touchdown yeah this is i mean this is all the blathering i've been doing for the last two seasons about how much i love old school football running and defense and so i mean hypothetically i should be rooting for the niners in the in the super bowl because of how much i respect what the well you've been you've been you've been behind the niners uh for a little (laughs) while i mean mean, mean, when i saw that minnesota game when i saw that minnesota game i mean that they I mean, they they looked unbeatable to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean but all season and, and long. They're at, at full strength, no injuries other than Tevin Coleman coming out of this game. Yeah, I mean, they are just a, a, on offense and defense at the line. They are really, really, and really big and tough. That's where you win football games, right and there. They're just, I mean, and, just, and they have a great offensive line and yeah. a great front four that can put pressure on the quarterback, which they did. I mean. Aaron Rodgers just didn't have time to throw the ball. Aaron Rodgers couldn't really do anything. Yeah, he was under pressure. I mean, as much as I am not as huge a fan of Aaron Rodgers as Franny is, <laughs> um, he didn't have a chance, you know, during this game. I mean, he was under pressure all game long. I mean, in, in honesty, he made the, he threw the two interceptions, but they were late when he had to throw the ball into tight, into tight quarters to try to, you know, get the team back in the game. You know, he played as well as I think he could in the first half. He was just, I mean, they just don't, you know, I mean, him, you know, I think Pete Carroll and, and Mike McCarthy and now Matt LaFleur, I mean, they're, they probably have a book club where they're writing the how to waste a quarterback book. Like if you really <laughs> get yourself a great quarterback and here's how you waste that quarterback. Uh, it, it's just, it's really, I mean, look at the players that they have around Aaron Rodgers. He's got one wide receiver on that team mm-hmm. that is what you would say maybe in the top 50 in receivers in the league. They're, they're, Tight end is been washed up for half a decade now. I mean, they have Aaron Jones. You know, he's a decent running back, but they have no real weapons around him. The defensive line is undersized, especially at by NFL standards. So, and the offensive line didn't play particularly well in this game. So, what is he? I mean, as as, as bad as he played, what is he supposed to do against a team like the Niners or like the Chiefs if he were going to play the Chiefs? I mean, I mean, in the Super Bowl, what's he supposed to do? You know, early in the year, they lost uh, to the Niners, too. I mean, they, they got beat pretty handily by the Niners as well. And it's no surprise that they got their asses beat in this game, too. I mean, what were his numbers right here? Yeah, 31. For, I mean, it's, it's not a bad game. 31 for 39, 326, two touchdowns. Count them. Two interceptions. <laughs> Don't count them. <laughs> so, I mean, not terrible numbers. But it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Like you said, Ben, they just don't have the talent around this guy. And it's sad. It's sad. They're just wasting him there in Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, and even, and the plan again going into next year is to what? I mean, what? I mean, now they, you know, they were in the NFC championship game. So they're going to, their first round pick is going to be low. I'm not sure what their remaining picks look like or whether they have any comp picks coming to them in the third round, but it's going to be tough 
to to you know to make any big moves on offense and they definitely need to uh, and I can't that's why I can't wait to talk in the offseason about their salary cap situation and and what they might do, because they they don't have too many more years with Aaron Rodgers at 36, 37 years old. How mm-hmm. many more years do they have with him before they've got to start looking down the road? And they do not have a viable backup there. And they don't have the draft picks, at least this year, to go out and get someone to start backing up Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, you know, Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 56 yards, 4.7 yards per carry and one count them one touchdown but literally nothing uh in the receiving core other than Devontae Adams with 138 yards on nine catches Jimmy Graham somehow managed four catches for 59 yards had two good games in the last five years and they happen to become in the last two weeks uh Aaron Jones managed five catches for 27 but you know Aaron Rodgers was running for his life back there the entire game he had no time to survey the field I mean it was just it was just it was too bad to watch that it really was. I mean, he didn't get sacked a bunch, but, you know, he didn't have a chance in that game. Yeah. And after the game, this is what he had to say. Yeah, we weren't picked uh, by most people to win our division. Um, and we found a way to not only do that, but win a home playoff game and get to this spot. Just kind of felt like it was uh, meant to be almost. So that is a little disappointing, a little more disappointing. Then you realize, you know, uh, you know, I don't have the same number of years ahead of me as I do behind me so it's uh, slightly more disappointing yeah I mean poor Aaron Rodgers I mean poor poor Aaron Rodgers but uh, Marshawn Lynch had some advice for him after the game take care of y'all chicken (laughs) so you know maybe he doesn't need to play for another three or four years on that particular team because they're just not prepared to take on teams like the 49ers uh, and even the Vikings if the Vikings can solidify their Especially their defense next year. I mean, it especially their secondary. I mean, it, it's it's in Chicago if they end up with Tom Brady right, or no, Philip Rivers or one of these other or Jameis Winston or one of these other guys yeah, that, are, that are free agents this year. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's funny, yeah. but it could be a little bit tougher division. And I mean, they had a they had a pretty easy run of it this year with Minnesota being the only viable team in that division. So you know, Detroit's going to have Matt Stafford back. So it's going to be a little bit tougher run for. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers next year. Find anything else to add about? No, I mean it was just it was. Just I mean, it just sounds. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we don't mean not to be excited. Yeah, but it just it, the games were, were not exciting. Yeah, they were not very fun to watch. You know, compared to last year, this year's championship weekend was just very boring. You kind of knew who was going to win, and it was almost like you could sense who was going to win in the first quarter. <laughs> there was no drama whatsoever in either game. Yeah, and maybe we should have expected it. I mean, we had a really great wild card weekend, which is not typical. Typically, there's a, some yeah. pretty bland games in a wild card weekend. And the, and, and the great, Titans, and then a great division. Yeah, round. the Titans made it exciting. Yeah, you know, and and, and you know, we we learned that the Seahawks are a very dirty team, but it, oh, <laughs> bitter. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. I think Ronnie may be referencing <laughs> the Jadavion Clowney oh. hit. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, you regardless, guys pick regardless, them up in the off season anyway. So happened, okay. you know, the Niners <laughs> are obviously the best team in the NFC. Oh, for I, sure. I mean, yeah. sure. on both sides of the ball, they have the most talent on that team, and they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately for you, Sonia, they they do deserve it. And uh, you know, the Chiefs. Very happy for Andy Reid. He made it over the hump. There was no Harbaugh in his way. There was no Belichick in his way. Uh, and, and he beat, uh, you know, a good Titans team. They're just not ready for prime time just yet. 
All right, Sonia, anything else to add before uh, Aaron Rogers sends us off? No, no. Let him send us. Oh! oh. That's awful. Well, he'll be racing uh, some cars with Danica in the offseason. He'll... Are they still together? I'm not sure if they're still together. I'm not I, sure I, I don't if they're know. still together. Uh, maybe. Maybe they still are. Nah. But hey, that sounds fun, too. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, he's still one of the most enigmatic quarterbacks in the league. It's not, you know, you, you love him. You dislike him. You don't know how much is his fault and how much is the coaching staff's fault. So he is sort of an enigma to this day trying to figure out whether, you know, whether or not how much how much blame he should you know, shoulder for what's happened in Green Bay low these many years. Uh, but he did <laughs> not play pie. well in that game. I wonder no. if State Farm's going to drop He played as well as he could. He played as well as he could with the receivers that he has under the pressure that, that he was under, basically, from that front four. I mean, they're, they're just, they're relentless. Yeah, I mean, that's like I said after the Minnesota game. I mean, I can't see any team, <clears throat> you know, that I've seen play in the last decade Beat that this 49er mm-hmm. team. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Except for maybe Andy Reid's Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, that's what makes this Super Bowl so exciting is the only thing that could potentially beat this Niner team and is we'll an extraordinary quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. That. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, a little bit of housekeeping. All right, folks. Thirst and Goal Podcast, as Frane mentioned earlier, it's a show about football, fun, and booze. <laughs> did I mention that? Well, uh, I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier on, or maybe we did not. I think in the last 56 episodes, we may, we, yeah, we may have yeah, mentioned somewhere. that. Uh, a show about football, fun, and booze. Uh, please, please, please go to our website, thirstycold.buzzsprout.com. <laughs> From there, you can check out our show notes. You can get links to all of our past episodes. You can get links to all of the stories that we talk about you can get links to our twitter and our instagram accounts as well you can leave a review you can <laughs> email us smile. you can call <laughs> you can, Sonia's laughing at me right now that's why i'm <laughs> stuttering <laughs> a little bit you can email us directly you can call us directly and leave a voicemail or ask a question to be read on the show you can get links to all of the bourbon scotches cognacs beers that we taste and review on the show and as i mentioned you can get our twitter you can follow us on twitter as well as instagram and you can check out all of frane's amazing photography all right i stumbled through that one frane what's next up on the big board <laughs> next up on the big board band we have our super bowl analysis and picks all right Hold tight, everybody. All right. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, Ben. I mean, we got tonight. We got next weekend as well. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to analyze, Ben? It's the analysis and picks. Well, the analysis comes down to San San Francisco's offensive line against that defensive line of Kansas City and San Francisco's defensive line against that offensive line trying to protect Patrick Mahomes. I think this game will be fun because it's going to be primarily fought in the trenches while there may be some, you know, fireworks coming from the quarterback positions or from the running back positions. A lot of this game or much of this game is going to be determined by how those two lines match up against Mm -hmm. each other. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, ah, (laughs) as I said, you know, in the lead into this, I think if anybody or if any team can beat the San Francisco 49ers this year, it is or in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs, it is going to be a team with an extraordinary yeah. quarterback. Yeah. I don't think there's any other team that could be. I don't think there's another quarterback. I mean, in the well, league. there is another quarterback. His name is Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, we that's, barely pulled through. <laughs> no, but two games in a row there. I mean, you guys won one, mm-hmm. but at the end, in overtime, a spectacular game. Actually, both games were amazing games. Yeah, we almost um, beat but them. But yeah. you know, if you, whenever a team has has an aggressive front four the way the Niners do. They do struggle against quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket, can run, can extend plays, and Mahomes is one and of those Mahomes guys. And Mahomes is a big fucking dude too. Big Mahomes, so? yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah he doesn't he's, look he's, it, but yeah. he is. He's, I mean, he looks like a child. He does. He looks like Steph Curry's child. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he is a big dude, and he's not easy to don't bring down. Don't, don't make fun of Miss Piggy's boyfriend. He's he's small. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't know how big, but but you know, just just watching that one play where he tiptoed down the sideline and 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 you know dove into the end zone. I mean, he's he's not easy to bring down. I I think if it was huh. even Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl against the Niners, they would have difficulty against him because I mean, you put so much pressure on the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is not the kind of guy that's going to be able to get away from that. Nope. Um, you know, if it was Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is not the kind of guy that would be able to get away from that eh, pressure. He- I mean, no, he, I mean Drew, he's well, been working Drew Brees, on Drew it. In, in, in 2000, 2017, Carson Wentz, and down the stretch, Carson Wentz. But, but this just year, thinking Mike. about you know teams in the AFC that do have a quarterback that can you know possibly get away from that front four. Mahomes is one of those guys, and I think it's gonna be very difficult for the Niners to keep him in check. And 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 he's gonna be the X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. Yep. I mean, Tyreek Hill Agreed. is is a oh yeah, he's a speedster. I mean, this guy he runs what a four. 440. At I mean, least. I mean, he he is really fast. Hartman is a very fast uh, receiver as well. So they have the speed guys on the and edges. You got and Sammy. Sa- exactly. Well, Sammy Watkins not the fastest. He's got good hands, but he's not the fastest of guys. Um, but it, it's going to be very difficult for that front four to keep those guys in check. You got an older cornerback in 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 Sherman. Uh, who's, uh, who's you're very speaking Darrell Revis's very, language. He's very smart, very cerebral, um, but he just doesn't have the feet to keep up with these guys. Um, so it's gonna be very difficult. I'm not saying the Niners are going to win this game. I'm not saying the Kansas city chiefs are going to win this game. I guess, you know, eventually we're going to make some picks here, but uh, it's going to be more difficult for the Niners in this game than it was against the Packers. Uh, the Packers are good, but they don't have the quarterback to play against the Niners. Who? Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, I think I can't say it any better than Friday. I mean, it's going to be a question of whether that, you know, whether the corners for, San Francisco can hold up against what is an amazing quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Did you get, did you hear uh, or did you see Darrell Rivas, you know, from his couch this week getting into it with Richard Sherman? I did not hear that. Yeah. So Richard Sherman af- I, I immediately. I heard a lot of McNabb and T.O. stuff, yeah, but yeah. not that. No. But immediately after the game essentially said that, you know, Richard Sherman is a sorry ass quarter quarterback <laughs> oh, yeah. because he doesn't have the guts to shut down a single receiver during the game and follow that receiver around the game. He only plays on the left side of the, of the defense and he covers whoever is over there. And essentially Richard Sherman shot back, you know, I hope you're enjoying your off season on the couch <laughs> and the garbage end of your career where nobody wanted you and you suck balls with Washington and wherever else he ended up. I can't remember where Darrell Rivas ended up at the end of his career. Uh, but he essentially said, I, I, I don't have time to play with you, fool. I got to prepare to play in a Super Bowl. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Darrell but Darrell Rivas is a jackass. Yeah. I'm for saying any of that. Right he after the jackass, game, though. Yeah. Like, give the guy the end of the game. I yeah. mean, he sh- I mean, he played amazing down the mm-hmm. stretch. I mean, mm-hmm. Richard Sherman is not one of my favorite human beings. No, and you've made it obvious. But, but yeah. he played really, really well in every single playoff game thus far, even a great interception in the game against the Seahawks, uh, I believe. 
Sorry about that. Giving credit to the opposing team, son. I, I know. But uh, yeah, in I your division. I know. I, I have my attorney on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> ben went quiet. I know. But much, but much like Franny said about being able to bottle up Mahomes, Hill, Hardman, and Sammy Watkins, what is the Kansas City Chiefs game plan to bottle up the offensive weapons? George Kittle on that side. Tevin Coleman, who will come back with a brace on his shoulder. Mostert will be there. They also have some decent receivers down the field. I mean, they're nothing to write home about, but they have some receivers that they could throw the ball to. Uh, so what are they going to do? And if Garoppolo, we don't know how, we don't know how well Garoppolo can play. I mean, Garoppolo, we literally have no idea. In the I, don't, last I, don't, I don't think Garoppolo is given, is, is being given enough credit. I, I, I mean, I mean, he did throw eight passes. He threw eight. <laughs> he threw eight. He did what he needed. He looked winded. He did what he needed to do to win this game. Why throw the nothing. ball? He did nothing. Why throw the ball, you know, 30 times if he can throw it eight and still kick ass? You know, I mean, that's, that's that old school football. That's that old school mentality, Ben, that you're, that I love. Fa- exactly. And why not just run it down the team's throat if you can? Now, if that fails against the Chiefs, I think Garoppolo has the skill to toss it around. I mean, he 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 was, um, you know, under Brady for a while, and Belichick. I'm sure he's, he's learned quite a few things under the tutelage of Brady. Yes, and his Belichick. smooth muscles so, are I, very I, they're very <laughs> elastic. Yeah. His smooth, he's TB12. His muscles they're very. Rubber yeah. bandery, uh, yeah. uh, but Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders are solid. I mean, Emmanuel solid, Sanders, solid. Emmanuel Sanders is a very good wide receiver. He can't. He can really. He can't good, buy a catch on this team. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but he's he's he was good with the with the Steelers. He was good with uh, with Denver as well. I mean, great with Denver. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good receiver, but that's just not their bread and butter right there. I mean, they could just run the ball, and if and if that doesn't work, I I, I don't. I wouldn't worry about Garoppolo too much. I, th- I you know, I, th- I think people are putting too much on, on you know, Garoppolo not throwing the ball, you know, more than eight times. Yeah, and if you don't need to, why should you? Yeah, I mean, you have exactly. Terry Bradshaw, he throws the ball ten or eleven times in a game. If you have Franco Harris and an amazing defense and a great offensive line, and you don't need to put the ball in jeopardy down the field, yeah, why would you put the ball in jeopardy down the field? I mean, this this game, I mean, if the San Francisco and it's a very accurate passer too. Oh yeah, 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 and and this could, I mean, this could this could build a lot of gravestones in a cemetery of running backs. If if they're able to win this game, uh, with a bunch of has been washed up, you know, nobody running backs who really are nothing special. I mean, yeah, they're having great. They put up great numbers. Mostert had a great game. Tevin Coleman had a great season, but these guys really are nothing special. Much like the running backs that his father had in Denver. I mean, this is really going to make a lot of teams think. I think going forward in I'm terms of to... spending money on a Derrick Henry yeah. or a. Uh, Le'Veon Bell or, you know, or uh, Melvin Gordon, who is a free agent, I believe, at the end of this season. I mean, are you going to get, go out and give, you know, Todd Gurley a bunch of money, the next Todd Gurley, when you see what you can do when you put your money into your offensive line, offensive line coaching and bring in an offensive minded coach who understands how to open up those holes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonia, what do you think? <laughs> What's your analysis? Why are you laughing? Uh, What's your analysis, Sonia? Uh, yeah, my analysis. What's your Super Bowl analysis? <laughs> I don't have it. I, I, I just read that. Your I mean, analysis. Super Bowl analysis and picks. I know, well, we're, usually we're, you know, Super Bowl we're no, analysis we're no, we're no is Romo after the Super Bowl is played. So. <laughs> we'll analyze it more next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, yeah. give me some analysis. Pre-analysis. Of your, 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 yeah, your pre-analysis. Your, your pre-analysis. Your pre-blood work. 
I, I think the game is going to be a lot more interesting than than last weekend's games. God, I hope so. I hope it's more interesting. Yeah, I hope, uh, we're, not, I hope we're not out here with three to nothing or yeah. whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Last I, year. I, I do hope that Patrick Mahomes does his thing and beats <laughs> the 49ers because I, I can't I can't live with the 49ers Super Bowl this year. Is that um, a recording button right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because we don't it, have her on the big it, screen right ben now. Ben says the 90s. Yeah, there yeah, I am. There, there you are. What was it, like 1990? Uh, my squiggles are there. What was yeah. it, 19? What was the last San Francisco Super Bowl it was, with they, Steve well, Young? They, they played, they beat San Diego. I think that was back in 95. Um, it was an all-California Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time for them. It's not as well, if I mean they they also played Baltimore. And, yeah, they and played lost in two thousand recently. Um, Twelve, thirteen. I yeah, it was. I think it was two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, yeah, their last well, win. Yeah. Oh, their last win was back a long, yeah, long yeah. time ago. Well, yeah. what about the Chiefs? That uh, was. Uh, it was even oh, longer. <laughs> there was an awesome. It was, it was fifty ben, years ago. You know, ben might have been four years old. Yeah, that was fifty <laughs> years ago. There was an awesome, and I wish. Uh, I mean, this is awesome. It was actually awesome to watch. You know, Andy Reid raise the Kareem Hunt. Uh, the Kareem. A Kareem, the Lamar Hunt trophy, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. in the stadium that was Lamar Hunt's dream to build. You know, I mean, it was pretty, pretty cool. They showed, uh, the halftime, the halftime, uh, photo- photography during the last Chiefs Super Bowl. It was about 50 years ago. And the quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, was drinking a fresca and smoking a cigarette yep. at halftime. I oh mean, that's God. how long ago it was that the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Guys went into the locker room, drank soda, and smoked cigarettes oh before they God. went out that's for the awesome. second half. Less stress. I mean, yeah, was there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was. It was a more of a straighted little bourbon at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of scotch you know, on the sidelines. There's no Gatorade. It was. It was Glenn Livett doing shots and Jim year. Beam on the sideline. Jim Beam. That's the kind of yeah. football I can get into. If that's what football was about, I'd be playing football it right was, now. It was. I'd be in my, you yeah, know, and that's 12th why, season. And that's why, I mean, and we're going to talk about NFL. I'm so looking forward to the offseason. We'll talk about the top 100 in the offseason. But, but to have guys in the top 100 that were literally drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes and drinking pop on the, you know, during the game. Drinking pop. Clearly, they were not, you know, you, these guys. Maybe, That's what it was called back then. Maybe, at, yeah. maybe yeah. at the time, they were really, really, I mean, they were the top of the top. But, I mean, you can't really compare that type of athleticism to what you had. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Today, it's just not, it's not, not the same. That's some good analysis, Ben. But, that, <laughs> but it was funny. I mean, he's just, he's sitting, and he's not even sitting. I mean, now they have, like, those beautiful recliners, you know, and they have, like, the, the lockers are all decked out. And he's sitting in, like, one of those folding chairs, you know, like those folding office As convention chairs. Uh, not even an actual chair, a folding chair. The quarterback and he's and they're, and they're not talking at halftime. They're not scheming up the next half. <laughs> they're, they're all resting. Just, they're all just resting, smoking cigarettes. Uh, it's just. I mean, can you imagine the locker room? You know, with with, with you know fifty plus guys smoking cigarettes with their coaches yeah, also with smoking the coaches cigarettes, wearing a fedora and, you know, a, and a suit and with yeah. no ventilation at all. That's what we can do, eh? We're gonna run the ball down the middle, eh? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that coach's name, but he was awesome. He's in the Hall of Fame. My God, I can't remember the name of the the coach that had the, he always had the tie and the hair was just just so. Uh, the coach for the Chiefs for a long time, but he was he was always always fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with with everything that Franny said. It's gonna be a tough tough it's matchup. It's a tough matchup for the Niners. I think it's in gonna this be one. cool. I think uh, it's gonna be a good game. I mean, I ho- I'm hoping for a high-scoring game, but I know Ben is not huge uh, on 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 you know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but it's fun to see a lot of points being scored because that 13 to three affair last year was very boring. The year before that, the Eagles throwing up a bunch of points, the Patriots throwing a bunch of points. That was a fun game, and the year before that, 
the Falcons and the Patriots going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots, you know, you know, coming back at the end was was pretty amazing. But I like to see some points being scored in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see just a defensive football game because that's kind of boring. I mean, I want to see some defense, but I want to see these guys go back and forth and trade points down the field. All right, I fair think that's enough. What's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. After last year, that was a stinker. Yeah, that was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, it was. Ter- Thank God we had scotch. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, but I, I I tend to agree with Franny. I, what I would say is the key to this game, as far as as far as my analysis, is the Chiefs' defense. What can the Chiefs' defensive line do against that San Francisco offensive line? I think that it's all going to come down to the Chiefs' defensive line and Patrick Mahomes in this game, and whether or not. Mahomes can make plays downfield against that amazing. I mean, everything about the San Francisco defense is 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 rock solid against that defensive secondary and Richard Sherman, and and whether that defensive line. Sorry, I saw you just giving me the stink eye because I mentioned Richard Sherman's name. <laughs> uh, but whether that defensive line, what they can they hold up against that uh, that offensive front for San Francisco? I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be something to watch, and I and I think Franny might get his wish. Andy Reid, Mahomes is going to score some points. Finally, win a Super Bowl. So, what, what are our picks? I mean, what, should we pick this week or next Saturday? Should we pick right yeah, now? Let, yeah, let's. Uh, we should probably let's hold off until Saturday until next week. Next, week. and that way it'll be really off. exciting. It'll oh, be the yeah. night before the game. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen in the next week. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Kittle uh, might trip over his, I don't know, his wife's shoe and. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how many lines he had prepped up. How many Beastie Boy references he had prepped up, <laughs> uh, like as he was driving in. Like you know, that was completely. Oh my gosh. He completely planned that shit beforehand. Who are you talking about? Uh, I mean, Kelsey? Uh, no, was was it? Ke- oh no, was it Kelsey or yeah, Kittle? Yeah, Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey. I'm like, how You've many? Got to fight. For your right. <laughs> Boy, I don't right. know if the Beastie Boys are from Kansas City. I doubt it. Uh, um, and that was but, because his brother. Is that what? It, why the center for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm sure he coached them up. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, we, we saw his speech after the Eagles won. Oh, that was awesome exactly. with the hat and the cape or the, the giant yeah, the, like the giant coat, whatever that was. Some t- sort of tradition in, yeah. in Philadelphia. But so I'm sure he coached them up. He's like, this is how you act when you're a champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I mean, and look, Don't I mean, this, up. <laughs> this is really, I mean, two amazing tight ends in the same game. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope that Franny is right. And we do get a little bit of scoring, but also some amazing play on defense, some some maybe some strip sacks or some really, really nice plays on defense as the teams are scoring some more points. Yes, sir. You know what, Ben, I, on the big board, you don't have our total wins challenge. Uh, well, I was going to do it next week because we, we don't okay, have any so games we'll, to talk we'll about. We'll do that next week then. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do, <laughs> tell, tell the fan, tell, no, uh, tell you, our listeners about what the total wins challenge well, you, is. You came up with it, Ben, so you can... Uh, Explain it. So, yeah. So last year we picked what we believe to be the ultimate total wins of each team in all of the 32 teams across the league at the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season. And well, actually it was in, it was preseason at the beginning of the season and then during the season. Uh, so, uh, we added up the totals that we at the end of the season. So we added up the totals. I think it was. I'd have to go back and look, but we have three different time periods where we, we all guessed the total wins of the team. It was preseason, beginning of the season, and, and the end the of draft, the season. I think. After oh, the yeah, draft. after the draft. And so far, I'm in the lead with Frane closely behind in second <laughs> and Sonia in third. But it's really, it, so it was, no, actually, no, it was uh, the pre draft was against the spread, the Vegas spread. 
Oh, yeah. And the beginning of the season was against the Vegas spread, and the last the last pick was against the actual wins that the team had. Oh, okay. So it was really interesting because these guys gave these guys gave some teams like Detroit and Cincinnati. We were a, little <laughs> a lot of credit. We were, we were a little off on certain teams. A there. lot of credit. Nobody gave the Niners yes, any we sort were of credit. Pittsburgh. So yeah, I hope you're all looking forward to the Super Bowl next week between the Bengals and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> well, you you actually that would be funny. I think you had the Bengals winning more uh, games this probably. year than they actually had. But they but Sa- the Jets, Sonny was the very Jets generous. Should be in the Super Bowl according to your. They should total. be in the Super Bowl. The yeah. Jets actually should be yeah. in the Super Bowl this year. Is Joe Namath still the QB? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, they, come on. They, they, awesome. If they had a decent coach, they might yeah, they might have a they chance. Thinking, they might have a chance. All right, for... cast off from the Miami Dolphins. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why are you going to take a, a QB or a coach from the Miami Dolphins and make uh, whatever? Yeah, don't take anything from the Miami Dolphins. Well, for that Tannehill, matter, don't, for on. that matter, don't take anything yeah, well, from Miami okay. at all. Come on, guys. Tannehill. Okay, Tannehill, we got to give him. If it came from the dirty, dirty, just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, it's like a, it's like a pen. Moving on. on. You see a quarter on tails? Just leave it on the ground. <laughs> just if it came from Florida, just just leave it. Just leave it, oh, Antonio Brown. Man. Just leave it. Next week on new listeners, we'll have nobody <laughs> yeah. from, from Florida. Florida. I think they love it because they know. Maybe in Georgia. Uh, I think they love it because they know that it's truth. They know that it's truth. It's just like the vapid nature of Hollywood. Like, we know it's the truth. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some NFL news and some moves. Oh, yeah. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our NFL news and moves. All right, and we are back with our NFL news and maybe some moves, Ben. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, it's because not Friday, the season yet. Because Friday mentioned the moves. So we'll actually we'll lead with something that I thought was pretty interesting, and I won't read a whole big blurb about it, but it just seemed really interesting. I know it happened last week, but Jason Garrett yeah. off to be the offensive coordinator behind at Joe Judge <laughs> and the Dallas or the uh, New, York, New Giants York Giants in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Again, he's just moving across town or across the country, but he's in the same division. What do you mm-hmm. think about Jason Garrett as OC in New York? I mean, when when Jason Garrett was fired as the coach of the Cowboys, I mentioned that I'm sure he would be one of the few coaches that would actually find a job right away, which he did. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I'm, I'm sure he'll... You'll be a pretty decent offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a huge fan of Jason Garrett. I'm sure every single Dallas Cowboys fan doesn't think he'll be a good offensive coordinator either. Um, but yeah, it, it is what it is. I I don't have much analysis on that, Ben. But uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, all this these, is why all, all, Tony these, Romo. All, all these all these coaches that have gotten. I mean, we talked about it last week with the new coaches getting hired. And uh, us speculating of of how well or how bad they will do in their new jobs. I mean, it's it's really hard to tell because there's different players, different sort of talent. You know, you ju- you just don't know. Maybe maybe he will be a better offensive coordinator. You know, maybe he's not cut out to be a coach, but maybe as a coordinator, he'll do a much better job. Because I agree. it's 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 less to take care of, and you're focusing on just that one thing. You know, I agree. it's not the entire team. It's just you know the offense, and that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. But I'm still happy. As an Eagles fan, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch him in the same division. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I think he he was an offensive coordinator before he took the head coaching job in Dallas, and I think he was a pretty good offensive coordinator. I just don't think he can make in-game decisions, both in terms of, you know, going for it, not going for it, game overall game plan, 
time management. I just don't think those are his yeah. skill sets. But I actually think he'll do a pretty good job in New York as the offensive coordinator. All right, next up, something that is near and dear to Frane's heart. Uh-oh. What's Uh-oh. that? The Atlanta Falcons are <laughs> finally, finally making a uniform Wait, change. Why is it near and dear to my heart? Because you well, love I, Matt Ryan. I, I, why, you he's love, a good quarterback. He is good. one of your beloveds. Was it, wasn't he the MVP a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, he was. He, yeah. Also, he also couldn't hold what a 24-point lead against I the know, New England so, Patriots in the Super Bowl. I have a lot Bowl. of beloveds this Apparently. year. Yeah. Well, Matt Ryan, uh, Kirk Cousins. Not really. Aaron Rodgers. Carson Aaron Rodgers, Okay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, given our conversation earlier, well, he's, he's getting near beloved territory. (laughs) He's, he's getting close. He said a lot of really nice things about him. Why wouldn't I? Well, eight passes. (laughs) (laughs) But we explained why he only had eight passes. That's true. That's true. Why should you? We analyzed that. (laughs) Yes. We had analysis. (laughs) So the Falcons are set to unveil a new Nike uniform in April of 2020. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported Falcons owner Arthur Blank wrote a letter to the ticket holders addressing the unrest with the team that saw many of them stay away from the home games last season. Arthur Blank said, as we enter the new year, I want to send a personal note of gratitude to you, our season ticket members. Blank wrote in a letter that was made available by the team, football is an emotional game played by emotional players, coaches, and yes, owners. As a newcomer, I quickly realized what makes Atlanta so special, her people. Native Atlantans, a community defined by perseverance, welcomed a dreamer like me. Together, we built our hometown into a metropolis of global stature. Falcons owner Arthur Blank wrote a letter to the ticket holders addressing the unrest. Uh, It's been 17 years since the Falcons have made a uniform change. The Falcons are I've been working with Nike on the new design for the past two full seasons and have received player and fan feedback. The How team said it? in a news it's release. Be black red, and red. So what black do you think? White. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen them yet, but I mean, do you think this is worthy of a, of an announcement to the world that the Falcons are making a uniform I mean, change in April? It's like the, the, the Buccaneers when they came out with their new helmet design <laughs> and, the, and their, and their, oh, new, the pewter. I mean, it, it was, I mean, but that was back in the day. But I mean, this was yeah, more yeah. recently with the larger logo on the side of the helmet. Yeah. They said it looked more aggressive. It's going to be scary. <laughs> it's going to strike fear into the hearts of the opponents. I'll say. And it did not. It was the exact yeah. same yeah. logo. Yeah. It was just larger. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And a battleship. I mean, it didn't have a battleship. That, but but that's that's it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's true. So, I mean, I don't know what the, what are they going to make a larger falcon? It's going to be I like mean, a larger Falcon. Maybe maybe they're going to copy the Eagles and put wings on their helmets. I was thinking about them. Like, what? I mean, because the uniforms are actually not bad. They are they're they have one of the nicer uniforms in the league. I mean, especially their especially home uniforms. The I mean, colors. they're pretty nice. Yeah, the colors. I mean, black, red, and white, they go very nicely together. I'm afraid I, I they're, uh, you know, they're doing the Jets thing and, you know, trying to come up with something that looks a little bit more like the XFL or the AAF. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't but think the Jets that the ones uniform are nice. The Jets ones are nice. So, you know, I, I don't know if I, how I feel about the, uh, the shiny helmet. I, I, I kind of like that matte sort of oh, green yeah, 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 yeah. in the past, but I, you can't really change, you know, the logo or the colors. I mean, that, that is ingrained in, you know, Atlanta. I mean, that, that's, that's yeah, what their if, color. Those uh, are their colors. Yeah. And what if April, you know, rolls around and it's two completely different colors? Yeah. It's white and two <laughs> other colors. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting that on the, on the, on the, you know, on the back of a pretty 
pretty pretty depressing and you know disappointing season last, yeah, last that they two. decided they're going to roll this uniform change out as you know give fans something to look for until you know until April but I just thought it was a weird announcement right after the season that they're going to change one of the better uniforms yeah. in the game change their name what are you going to be the peaches <laughs> the, Atlanta, <laughs> the Atlanta the Atlanta humidities the, <laughs> the do you have the off bug spray <laughs> uh, okay next up we have a really <laughs> Really interesting story that is near and dear as well to Franny's heart. It's oh, all Franny, all NFL news seriously. tonight. I think we can all give our insight on this one. Uh-oh. Eli Manning oh. finally called. Well, I shouldn't say finally. Mouth still breathing play. Eli Manning. Calls it a career. New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning is retiring after 16 seasons and two Super Bowl MVPs. That's pretty cool. Jordan Ron of and Dan Graziano of ESPN reported. Uh, Manning will, or Manning did hold a press conference on Friday and officially announced the news. Manning, 39 years old, he's 39, steps away holding almost every passing record in team history in a pair of Super Bowl rings and Super Bowl MVPs. His victories over New England, the New England Patriots during the 2007 and 2011 seasons are some of the most iconic moments from his legendary career. They will have him in conversation for the Hall of Fame in five years when eligible. Manning is one of just five players in NFL history with at least two Super Bowl MVPs. He's in an elite club with Joe Montana, Bart Starr, Tom Brady, and Terry Bradshaw. His decision to call it a career comes after a season where Manning spent most of his time as the backup to rookie Daniel Jones. He made it clear after the season that being a backup wasn't much fun and there wasn't an interest in returning in a similar role, even if the Giants owner John Mara left the door open for it to happen. Mara also said it was possible possible Manning could return to the organization in another role if he decided to retire. The Giants also announced this week that the team will retire number 10 permanently. Frane, you've played against the man for 16 seasons. I played him personally. I played against him. I was out on the field. Well, but you had to play him <laughs> twice every year as an Eagle fan. That was an Eagle fan. You as had some very fan, complimentary things to say had, about him before the podcast. He had a pretty terrible record against the Eagles, so I was always happy with Eli Manning. But as, as far as him being inducted into the Hall of Fame, I have no issues with that. I don't know why anybody would. I don't know why it's any sort of a debate to have him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, this guy... He beat the Patriots twice. Yep. He beat the best version of yep. the Patriots, an 18 and 0 team going for the perfect season. You know, up to that point, no other team had won 18 straight games. You know, the Dolphins, the Dolphins 17. they won 17. That was their perfect season. Yep. But to that point, nobody, nobody had won 18. So they went out, Eli Manning went out there and he beat the best team ever. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I a mean, defense as yeah, good as a de- they, any defense they, I've ever seen. And, and we'll offense as yeah, well. and Tom Brady behind center. Yeah, so, I mean, for him to go out and win two Super Bowls against the GOAT, not only Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick himself, to go out there and beat those guys, to win the trophy, to be the MVP, I mean, that's that's pretty spectacular. I agree. And son, son, Sonia's, Sonia's bundling up yeah, over here. If you hear little clicks bundled. and clanks on, Sorry, the, on the microphone, it's because Sonia's wrapped up in her I mean, Seahawks blanket outside <laughs> in the cold. He won He won two Super Bowls before his brother won two Super Bowls. Yeah. His brother beat Sexy Rexy. Yeah, and he didn't fall ass backwards into Chicago. <laughs> he lost against the Seahawks. He got his ass beat against well, I mean, the Seahawks. He, he did. He did. He, did, he, he, lost against, he didn't fumble the ball out of the end zone on the first play of the game. That's true. But <laughs> <laughs> he lost to the Saints, and then he won his second Super Bowl, his brother, against 
you know, the, the, the Panthers. But it was all because of the defense, not because of Peyton Manning. Whereas Eli Manning went out there and played lights out. Yep. He played his best football in the moments that he needed. He was a giant amongst giants. I agree. In, that, in both of those Super Bowls. And he didn't even have the best receivers. He didn't have the best defense. He was just not scared to throw the ball down the field. And this guy deserves to make it to Hall of Fame just for beating both of the GOATs, both Brady and both Belichick. I, I mean, agree. I don't, I, don't, why is, I don't know why people are arguing about this. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, Sonny, I think it's recency bias. I think because people are, are basing it on what they've seen the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I get it. They had a great defense, especially on that team that beat uh, the Patriots on that 18 or what was it? They were going into it was 18 and 0 going it into been the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, they did. They did have a really, really good defense that that was able to confuse Belichick. But I mean, I agree with everything Franny said. I mean, yeah. he, he played the best football in the biggest moments. Sonia, I know you had a soft spot for I do for Eli. Over I, the years. I always have. I always have. Poor Eli, and, but I'm I'm know. very proud of him, and I'm glad that he's going out on his own. Um, I. I I, I almost feel like Ben, you and I should be taking a shot for all the good things Frana just said about Eli. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was shocked when I heard it earlier today. I mean, but two times Super grab Bowl. The shot yeah. Oh, let's grab that, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Uh, the, let's do a shot. Let's do a two shot. Time... Let's do a shot for Eli Manning. Manning. I've always there had respect go. for the guy, only because he never played great, great against the Eagles. Yeah, and for the <laughs> and for the record, folks. I mean, this was. One of the, I think this was the season that Sonia and I were dating when oh, he yeah. was, when he was, when Eli was making that run. We just started dating. But that was making that run towards the Super Bowl in 2000, was it 2009, 2007, no, 2008. It was 2008, eight. Eight, uh, January 2008. And I watched the Super Bowl over here with my loving future wife. Um, <laughs> On one of those giant televisions on wheels, and <laughs> the it was. TV. But we, you know, we, we <laughs> way back when. So this this particular Super Bowl has a lot of sentimental value to us. But he was a two time Super Bowl champ, two time Super Bowl Bowl MVP, four time Pro Bowler, seventh in NFL history with fifty seven thousand twenty three passing yards, seventh in NFL history with three hundred and sixty six passing. TDs, and I think this is where the hangup comes. He's 117 and 117 regular season record as a starter. I think that's what a lot of folks hang their their negativity hats on. Uh, third most consecutive starts by a quarterback in history, 210 consecutive starts. That's something that many, many quarterbacks fall short of. Matthew Stafford missed the whole season this year, so as good as you may be, if you're not on the field, you're of no use to your team. And he was the 2016 NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Awards. And he holds countless Giants franchise records, including all-time leading passer. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with everything Franny said. I don't have much to add to that. I mean, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I don't I mean, just, understand why it's a question. What what he did in those crucial game situations. I mean, that, that, that uh, was it Tyree? Uh, David Tyree. Uh, David Tyree catch. I mean, just to get. Out of the out of the grasps of like, I yeah. don't know who the who the who the the lineman or or, or the uh, was a linebacker. I don't know who was grabbing onto him, but I mean, everybody just to get out of that. Everybody yeah. was grabbing onto him, and just to th- chuck it down the field and to make that completion and you know not win the game, but close to it. I mean that 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 pass to Plaxico Burris in the end zone, um, also against the Patriots. Uh, I can't remember who that sideline grab was to also 
in the yeah, 2011 Super Bowl. I don't remember the name. I mean, but he had so many great moments in just those crucial situations, which is a hump that his brother couldn't make it over. Yeah, because because the difference yeah, I mean, between the two is, I think, and you mentioned it. Give Franny credit. You mentioned it before the show. He's fearless. Yeah, Peyton Manning was not fearless. He was definitely fearful. Yeah, when he got into big games, but Peyton Man- or but Eli was not. He didn't care. He just brushed he it off. He forgot that last play. And went He's on like, to I'll the next throw one. five interceptions. Which was I, a problem. I forgot the, I forgot the last <laughs> Which four. Which was a problem late, later in his career. <laughs> I forgot but the I last mean, four interceptions yeah. I threw. The first, the first eight years of his career, though, for the Giants, he didn't have a losing season. And that's what yeah. people tend to forget. You and, know, and, I mean, and, he had 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 8 and 8, but he didn't have a losing season in those first eight seasons which is pretty impressive like you said 210 straight games mm-hmm. i mean he had some terrible coaches down the stretch with mcadoo i mean that guy's fucking terrible i mean pat Shermer also just as bad um so i mean it's not his fault um Don't completely go downhill when that, they let go of coughlin yeah, yeah, yeah pretty a much yeah. Of garbage coaches pretty then. much and, he still does yeah 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 and 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 you know i've always had respect for eli manning what he did i mean he won half of their super bowls they had two before he became their quarterback after they have four now as opposed to the two. Yeah. So, I mean, the, yeah, Sonia's he's smiling had, he's over had, here. He's she had a pretty, pretty amazing career. I mean, Eli Manning. I think uh, Tom Brady. I beat the Patriots twice for crying yeah, out loud. I but, mean, good. The, this isn't like, the this best like beating of the Lombardi's best. Packers twice. The best of the best. 18-0, and 0, and you go in there as, as a wild card, I believe. They were a wild <laughs> yeah, card. They, were. they played on the road yeah. to get to that game. Were they like 9-7 that they season? Were, I believe they were 9-7. I believe they were 9-7 both years. Or were they 11-5? I can't remember now. No, no, one was 11-5. Because of 2008 and 2011. I mean, it's been quite a few years. Um, so it's hard to remember what what their what their uh, they all, record yeah. exactly was. And they had to was. win, I think, the last game of the year to get in. Yeah, it was. I mean, the guy has done some amazing shit on the field, and and for people to debate whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Warren Moon is in the Hall of Fame. You <laughs> yeah, I mean? Terrell Davis is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, With I mean, all due respect, no, three or four no, I mean, good I, seasons in his entire career. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Warren Moon was a good quarterback, but is he better than Eli Manning? Has he accomplished more than Eli Manning? I don't know about that. Yeah, you I, know mean, I, mean? I, I put I put Belichick up there with Lombardi and the best coaches ever. Uh, you know, so I can't imagine anyone saying like, yeah, your quarterback was good. He beat Vince Lombardi twice in the Super Bowl, but you know, he had some bad years at the end of his career, so he's not in. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what they're saying. I mean, he beat, he beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in their prime with their best team. Yep. Absolutely. That was their best. Yeah. So he deserves to be in. Yeah. Let's Tom, do a shot in Tom honor. Brady sent him some sort of a, Oh, the tweet. It was like was he was like, Congratulations, Eli. I'm proud of you. You know, man, proud of you. What a great career. I'm but, not gonna lie though, I wish you had won zero Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody out there listening, I retweeted it. Everybody out there listening can 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 thank the NFC East for not allowing Tom Brady to have nine Super Bowls <laughs> yeah. because the two biggest doofuses <laughs> in both yeah. Eli Manning and Nick Foles both beat Tom Brady. That's true. So all there right. Is that. We're raising a glass there to, you, Eli. to you Eli. Deserve it. Congratulations, kid. You I'm truly miss deserve watching it. You. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's not bad. I like that. Little Jim Beam Apple. Jim Beam Apple. It's not bad. It's actually uh, not bad, right? Wow. It's, it's like not bad. Biting into an uh, apple that's been infused with it's a lot like of a, alcohol. It's like a, what do, you call, what do you call it? A honey crisp or a. You want more? Can't Can't Red Delicious or Red something? Delicious. You want more? No, no, no. I'm, no. No. Here's no. another shot <laughs> to Lord. Eli Manning from the Big Apple. And that's an appropriate oh, shot. The Big Apple. The Big Apple. Very good. Oh, and Friday, Jim Beam so good. Apple. I just grabbed it off of whatever Ben put outside. So that's great. Good for you, Ben. Ben didn't even think about it. I didn't. But yeah, congratulations, Eli Manning. Great career. 
And, and it's one of my fondest memories from courting my why, wife. <laughs> why, why it's a debate, I have no idea. But people love and to debate it because, because were, it's were, recency bias, You man. were courting Sonya. I remember you were courting Sonya at that time. And the next Super Bowl was the first Super Bowl me and you watched together, Ben. Oh, was it? That was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, yeah, and we won oh, yeah. that game. Yeah. And we also watched the Green Bay Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, but, you, I think you cried a little bit yeah, in that one. I did. And then the other <laughs> yeah, one against I the Packers. I, I, I was consoling you. I think we may have spooned. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think we did. A lot of hugging and spooning. Yeah. We keep it in the family here. Especially during the, the Eagle Super Bowl. You know, that, that was, uh, that got a little intense. Yeah. All right. Next up, another story that oh. is near. And this is like Friday's, a lot of news Friday's, Friday's <laughs> fabulous Friday or, or fabulous Saturday. Oh, Tony Romo. Now the Eagles are oh, wait, wait, on. Yeah. The Eagles are going to be on Amazon's All oh, or yeah. Nothing. Yeah, Sonia, you sent me a text. Ben, you sent me a text yeah, yeah. as well. So this is from PhillyVoice.com and Pat Ralph. The first episode of All or Nothing on Amazon debuts on February seventh, exclusively on Amazon Prime. Five days after Super Bowl 54. Unsurprisingly, the Eagles didn't volunteer for the role, but Eagles president Don Smoleski told the Daily News back in October, but Smolensky said he understands why shows like All or Nothing exist. They didn't want to be on the show. Uh, these shows provide content to the fans, all fans, not just fans of a particular team. It gives some insight into what it's like going through a season. It's appealing to a broader audience of fans, Smolensky said to the Daily News at the time. So in terms of when the league selected us, it's kind of like the schedule. It is what it is, and you deal with it, and you make the best of it. Just like when we made the best of being on the road for three games in a row in October. Man, he's like digging at the NFL there. <laughs> uh, all things considered, <laughs> the Eagles 2019 season should make for a fairly compelling viewing between the team battling injuries, injuries, that's putting it mildly, uh. to reach the postseason and the inner turmoil surrounding Orlando Scandrick and anonymous dick. locker room leaks. What a dick Orlando Scandrick yeah. was. The usually even keel eagles were extremely extremely intriguing to even the average viewer. Of course, characters make a show like this, and there are a few NFL stars, or a few NFL stars as boring as Carson Wentz. Once he steps oh. off the field, the king of the innocuous press conference, Wentz's pregame <laughs> speech during the trailer is just one platitude after another. The show's success success also relies on the Eagles allowing Amazon to have the actual unfettered behind the scenes access instead of picking and choosing when the cameras are allowed to roll. I think this is going to be fun. I mean, oh, this I is not so. like hard really knocks. Good. This is not like hard this knocks. This is something we can review after the season is over. We can definitely talk about yeah. this uh, on the show after the Super Bowl. So it's only, what, four days after the Super Bowl. So this is something I'm really excited about. And this was like the perfect season to choose to have cameras in the background Agreed. because it was such a compelling season. I mean, if judging by my emotions, <laughs> for the season where I was up and down and up and down again where I wanted to get rid of uh, Peterson and keep Peterson and I don't get remember rid of the ups. I don't remember again. the ups. Yeah. Yeah, you sound like that. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there's ups at the end uh, of the season. Uh, yeah, hey, well, exactly. Okay, I was down most of the year because I was disappointed <laughs> in them but it's it's something that I'm excited to watch and uh, this is great. Thank you, Sonia, for sending me that text. I had no idea until you sent me that text and Ben, you sent me that afterward too. So Yeah, it's, I think you. it's going to be, I mean, what a compelling season. I mean, all the injuries, all the drama, uh, all of the question marks about the the quarterback and the you know and the head coach and everything that happened with that season the entire secondary out you know offensive linemen out defensive players out 
tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, yeah, and, and to win, line. and to come down at the end of the season with Ertz with a broken rib, oh. all of your running backs out, and, and to somehow to win those games Cowboys to get into the playoffs. When you needed to. I mean, those was it three games at the end of the season? Four, you had to win four, four in a row, four in a row to get into the playoffs. And uh, you know, obviously, you were under, you know, under understaffed. Oh, even if you yeah, had the dirty beat, Seahawks, you know, even if you beat the Seahawks, I mean, the, <laughs> the the Niners were waiting for you after that. No, yeah. So I mean, it it it. it it was a really compelling season, and, and this is this show is so much better than Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is sort of picking and it's like a PR sort of enterprise. I mean, I mean, how they managed to make the Oakland Raiders boring, I have no idea, <laughs> but they somehow managed to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be a really compelling yeah. season. I mean, are you looking forward to watching this, Sonia? I really am. Mm-hmm. When that thing popped up as you know, look what's coming up. I was I was really excited. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Frano knows. I didn't yeah, know. And, I didn't know. <laughs> and we will we will review this show for you. Uh, and Franny, so if Sonny and I will take a step back, we'll go in the house, we'll have a little scotch for about 20 minutes. We'll come back out after Friday, gives his review of each episode <laughs> and then we'll sort of add our two cents and then we'll move on. So it'll be like a normal episode where I'm doing all the talking. This one, Franny will be doing all the talking. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Franny, anything else to add about this? I mean, it's going to be I'm fun. S- I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, a lot of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. No, not I, 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 I just kind of want to see what happened behind the scenes, how the players reacted to certain losses, especially that Miami loss um, where they should have walked home from Miami. But I, <laughs> that was another down. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that I was, was. I'm trying to remember was, the ups. I'm just trying to like go back in my no, memory. My up, my up was making it to the playoffs and playing the Seahawks. That was my up. That's Except why I was when we so took out your quarterback. excited. I was so excited. Whatever happened in that game, the Eagles made it further than I expected they would. So did uh, we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But up to that point, there were a lot of, you don't deserve to. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, there was, yeah, there was a lot of negative shit that we're I said about the Eagles. Invested in I invested I agree. Teams. But he, that was as negative as I've ever heard him. I mean, Have you were, heard yourself? Well, I mean, we had no quarterback this year. I mean, Steelers, I mean, you we haven't uh, had a quarterback in a while. The problem was they uh, gave me hope. Ooh, dang. Ooh. Justin Herbert. Words. Justin Herbert looked good. At, he's looking good. <laughs> yeah. Where's your, where's your, uh, jersey? Uh, I think I, actually cleaners? I was thinking about that today. We yeah, it was probably, a Rudolph jersey. Yeah, no, it was a uh, no, Duck, the, Duck the, Hodges. The Hodges. I was thinking jersey. we might give that away on the show. Like, I don't know if I'll ever wear that again. Anybody would want but that. But I'm wondering if there's a if there's a you know list, the person that there's a listener that? out there. I think Devlin Hodges would want, <laughs> want it back. that jersey. He'd be like, I want, I want all. <laughs> they of, took it away from me. I'm no longer on the team. He's gonna want all the jerseys back that people bought. So all five jerseys bought on NFL. That's why I couldn't believe. That's why it took a month to get here. It was like they had to make it by hand. They're like, somebody are. ordered a Hodges jersey. Get, and they're like, they're like hey, sewing it. Hey, Devlin, are you going to wear that for the game or do you want to give it to us? Yeah. <laughs> number six, man. Bubby, I think it was Bubby like, Brister's number. H O D. Who's Devlin? Who's Devlin? <laughs> but that, I'll sign it on his behalf and we'll give it away. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was spelled with a J. Yeah. Hodges. <laughs> <laughs> it was Croatian spelling. <laughs> All right. a D with a, a line through yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I was I was only half making this up, but I don't think I was. So another another story for Frane Dear tonight. God, there's it a is, lot of news tonight. Yeah, this is a great story. I I know Frane is really looking forward to this one. Oh boy, Tony Romo. Oh, according to Michael McCartney of Front Office Sports, ESPN is preparing to an offer that would make Tony Romo, uh, who <laughs> can't uh, apparently can't I'm give just, commentary. Right here, he can't give commentary after he's he's sick because he sounded. God awful last weekend. The highest paid sportscaster in TV history with a multi-year deal that would pay him between 10 million Jesus. to 14 million dollars 
annually, said sources. ESPN declined to comment. If signed by ESPN, Romo could succeed Booger McFarlane. Please, good God, someone succeed Booger McFarlane. As the analyst on Monday Night Football, Romo could also potentially quarterback ESPN's NFL game coverage if parent Disney acquires the Sunday afternoon game package from rival Fox Sports, CBS Sports, and NBC Sports during the next round of NFL TV negotiations in 2020 and 2021. No deal has been signed yet, and one source said that any negotiation for a new contract for Romo might not wrap up until a month or two after Super Bowl 54. CBS also has a right to match any offer Romo uh, Romo receives, according to sources, a deal of this size would possibly reset the pay scale for top TV sports personalities. The 39-year-old former Dallas Cowboys quarterback is currently making $4 million annually. Uh, before returning to the Oakland Raiders, John Gruden earned $6 million a year at ESPN. And get this, during the early 1990s, 1990s, John Madden made eight million dollars a year wow. that's pretty fucking yeah. good but he was awesome yeah he was but that's that's like boom. 20 million dollars now <laughs> yeah I, I i just loved it. boom every time he would yeah. say that i'd be like fuck that guy's awesome so funny whereas tony romo was i mean tony romo is just not very good at what he does i mean he wasn't he was a he was a good quarterback he was a very good quarterback for the dallas cowboys Hall of Famer? that he was a very good quarterback <laughs> for the dallas cowboys Hall of Famer, i don't know about that but yeah, he 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 he's one of their better quarterbacks that they've had. But you know, just listening to him in that Kansas City game, I just couldn't stand the guy. I mean, the Kansas, I, I, I just could not stand. I mean, he did a call. He a was terrible I mean, in that game. Apparently, he was but, sick, and when he's sick, he doesn't do a very good job. Allegedly, I, I, I just never thought he was good. You know, from I mean, I know you there guys are a lot always of folks, complained about him. There are a lot of not Ben. Ben loves him. Ben loves Tony. Not Romo. this weekend. This weekend he was bad. I thought you liked Troy. No, I hate Troy Aikman. Too. I like them both now. I mean, Troy Aikman does his homework now, and Romo was good during the regular season. He was terrible in the playoffs because allegedly his kids got to keep keep getting him sick, and he was terrible in that in that game. He was terrible, terrible. This but he would just he would just he, he sounded like Booger McFarland. Worse, they actually sounded worse. Yeah, he would just state the obvious. It was a pass incompletion because the quarterback overthrew them. I mean, we know that we see it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think about? Him? I mean, he could make ten to fifteen million dollars a year. Good for him. Sonia, Tony Romo, you like Tony Romo? Maybe. But, I mean, I I know he he states the obvious, but there are people who actually listen to games, i.e. me, and and it helps to hear it. I may not be seeing it, but listening to it. I mean, but I'm listening to it on that serious FM. Oh, yeah, Sonia's like, I'm leaving. She she just drives around L.A. listening to the game. (laughs) She's like, at least I don't have to see it. Like Seahawks, I can't. I can't. Like she's like, I can't watch like Seahawks game. She's like, I can't watch this game. And I'll get a text message like, I'm at the, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at the light. What, what did Russell Wilson just do? Why is this incomplete? What might happen? Why, did, why, why did okay, we pick up that okay, first down? Okay. Anyways, anyways, but she's like listening to the game on the. On I mean, the, I like. Uh, don't get me wrong. Tony Roma as a as a person, he's a great guy. As a commentator, sucks. I just okay. I can't get into it. Yeah, I can't get I'm just it. shocked they're going to give him that much money. That's a lot of money. But the playoffs should give people some pause because he was not good uh, in the playoffs this year. Yeah. He, was, he was not good in the playoffs. No. I mean, he was great during the regular season. Not even during the regular season. Uh, he, I thought <laughs> he was good. But I will agree with Friday. He was, he was god-awful in the playoffs. I mean, he, it, was, that it, was, last it was stating the obvious. He wasn't pr- predicting plays the way he was. We called he wasn't a penalty. He didn't call a penalty. You know, too many men on the field. Well, yeah, but he, yeah, from but, from a hundred feet up, I, I'm yeah. shocked you could count how many people were a hundred feet below you. I mean, that's not that difficult to do. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just shocked about that. That's a lot of money, man. Yeah, it is. Damn. But but 
John Madden, eight million. That's like twenty million dollars now. Jeez. Yeah. But he was good. I always liked oh, yeah, John, I Madden. John, John Madden. Madden. I love John Madden. And um, who was his he, co-anchor? He invented the Traducan. Who, who was the guy that was uh, his, his? Who was also excellent? He had a great broadcasting oh, voice. I can't. I remember. can't remember his name, but it was John Madden. The other dude. They yeah. were. They were like. The I can perfect, still hear it in my head. The perfect yeah. combo. Those two. Yeah, I can still hear the games in my head. All right. Next up, another story that's not near and dear to Friday's heart. Philip Rivers oh, Lord. has permanently moved from San Diego back to Florida to get closer to home and his family. His family, I believe they're from Alabama. Um, this is from uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN. Uh, what this means football-wise is to be, determined, be to be determined, but it was time for us to move back closer to home, Rivers said in a statement. Philip Rivers is out of San Diego. He moved completely. His family is gone. His belongings are gone. What say you guys? He's not coming back to the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll become a dolphin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but this is really interesting, given the fact that oh, Tampa Bay Pat Summerall. That's who oh, it is. I was looking at Pat, Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall, is Pat Summerall awesome. was awesome. That guy, I just had a ah, he was football. Oh, right. that was oh man, those were I the, mean the good old days. But that's why when I listen to Booger McFarland, I'm like, I can't. I just like this is the best you could do on Monday Night Football, the biggest game of the week, especially or the second bo- biggest. The Booger Mobile was. Just I mean, this is the best you can <laughs> who thought do. Of that? Should be fired. I mean, honestly, I mean, even in college, there are better people than that. Yeah. So who's who's what, taking on the Chargers? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we don't know. But Philip Rivers is know. not coming back to Los Angeles or San Diego, so I think he's going to Tampa. I don't think he's going anywhere. He should just retire. And he's got what seventeen years in. Yeah, he should. He's done. He should retire. Or I mean, if he wants to be a backup somewhere, but I don't see a team that would, you know, bring it's him on board as as a starting quarterback. I don't see it. I mean, do you think there's a team out there, Ben, that's desperate enough to... Uh... Tampa. You can't sign Jameis. You can't. He wants $25, $30 million, $40 million a year. I mean, there's no yeah. way. Gonna get yeah, it but I mean, but... He's not after, worth 20 After this year, or maybe next year, who's your quarterback? You know, I mean, it, you know, Rivers is maybe a one-year deal. And then after that, what are you going to do? Uh... You have to do something. Uh, but I, you I can't think, sign think, Winston. You just can't. He was 30 for 30. He was. He was thirty and thirty. You just you can't you can't sign Winston to a thirty plus million dollar nope. contract. Uh, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot more news. We're going to skip over some of this news. Whoa, whoa, we, whoa, whoa! We do have Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. There. We have a little Antonio Brown news here. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, shot, that shot, we have man? one little bit of news here before we get to our feel good story of the week. Uh, Antonio Should Brown. I start? Should I pour it? Probably. All right. The Hollywood, Florida. Police department issued in a dirty, dirty issued an arrest warrant for Antonio Brown Wednesday. One. I mean, now it's getting serious. Now there's warrants and there are actual Arrests. charges coming. Antonio Brown Wednesday night following allegations that he and his trainer. Oh, my God. I just, I'm just picturing this in my mind. He and his trainer attacked a moving company truck driver near Brown's Florida oh home. Cameron Wolf of ESPN sick. reported. I mean, a, a moving truck driver. This there's isn't like something wrong with him. It's not that deep, man. Hollywood police. Spokes, spokesman Christian Lada said in a news release that Brown faced charges of burglary with battery, a felony, burglary of an unoccupied conveyance and criminal mischief. So he was out there doing God knows what. There were no police activities seen near Brown's home on uh, this past Wednesday night when the warrant was issued. Police told ESPN earlier Wednesday that they had made several attempts to contact Brown to question him about the incident, but the free agent wide receiver retreated into his home and ignored their request to speak to him. So he doesn't. He only comes out when he wants to tape it, I guess. 
Browns trainer Glenn Holt had been arrested on a felony burglary with battery charge on Tuesday and posted $20,000 bond on Wednesday and was released from Broward County Jail. Brown threw a rock at the driver's <laughs> moving truck before the alleged battery outside of his home Tuesday, according to court documents obtained by TMZ. The documents allege that Brown later forced his way into the driver's side of the main cabin of the truck and began to physically strike the driver after a disagreement over payment escalated. Brown was then restrained by his associate. Uh, Brown surrendered to Hollywood, Florida police later this week and was released on bail in order to undergo a mental health evaluation. (laughs) I I, I don't know what to say. I mean, maybe this is this is is this maybe this is the thing that pushes him, you know, to get some help. But but arguing with a moving probably moving his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife's crap out of his house. But throwing rocks. He was moving stuff into his house. Oh, was he? He was actually moving stuff into his house. And, uh, you know, allegedly the whoever was delivering it stated that they didn't receive payment for the delivery. And so they didn't want to move stuff into his house. And, and that's so, when he went off. Oh, my God. Because he thought he already paid for it. I'm not, I'm not sure if he thought he paid he for thought it. He thought one of his people paid for it? Yeah. It, it, I'm, the guy's just nuts. Oh, my God. But this, is just, this is just, I mean, throwing rocks. I mean, he's just out there throwing rocks, like climbing into the truck. Like I, a normal person's like, okay, you know, you say you didn't get payment. I say I paid you. You know, why don't you drive away tomorrow? We'll come back. We'll we'll hash this out. We'll figure out. You know, talk to your people, and I'll talk to my people and figure out whether you got paid or not. Mm-hmm. But no, instead he throws rocks. He jumps in the cabin. Just I could just imagine he assaulted his, him. His uh, trainer's like hanging also, on the front of the assaulted truck. Assaulted him. Yeah, I'm thinking like Fury Road. He's just like hanging onto the front <laughs> of the truck. Yeah, but what, I mean, his trainer. Why, why, why would his trainer get into it too? I mean, <sighs> well, that's his living. That's how he makes his living. I mean, if you're training Antonio Brown, you're not going to get that many jobs after that. Like that's your resume, trained Antonio Brown. So I give so much credit to uh, to Mike Tomlin for keeping this like under control. Yeah, and I was watching what, what, some. I was watching some old catches. I mean, golly, he was good. Golly, golly, he was good. <laughs> Sonny, what say you about Antonio Brown finally getting the mental mental health evaluation that he? Sold? I think he needs it. I really uh, yeah. do think that there is something wrong. I, I I I almost feel bad for him. I do. You feel bad for him. I I I, I do. I do. I, no normal person would be acting this way if there wasn't anything wrong inside there, <laughs> in the, inside the noggin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's best case, wrong. we find out that there's that he's 100% fine and he's just a douchebag. Then then fuck him. Yeah. That would be my oh, hope. Oh, should take a shot. Right? I know. <laughs> I will take a shot. All if right. We find pour out, another shot. No, 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 no. <laughs> if we find out that there is nothing wrong with him, then I will take a shot. All right, Ben. You didn't really say anything negative about him. I, I know, like half a shot right there, but you didn't really say anything. He's just a douchebag. There you go, douchebag, right. and say something worse than that. I, uh, I mean, this is a drinking game where you know, self, if, a self-aggrandizing, self-absorbed piece of shit who cares okay, about nothing else are. but his own fame and his own notoriety and is probably <laughs> garbage to every single person around him. Yep. All right. There, you are. there, there you we are. go. There's a little shot for you right we there. So that's for. our drinking game where Cheers. if Ben says anything negative about Antonio Brown or any other team in his division, Ooh, if Sonia says anything negative about any team in her division, or if I say anything negative about and any team in my division, then I take a shot. But Ben, you're the only one that said anything about, well, negative about Antonio Brown. Well, Not you did tear into Tony Romo pretty good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'll, 
<laughs> you guys didn't call it out though I at mean, the time. He, well, I mean, it was. Well, it was I, I mean, also said, it was, there was nothing good that was. I mean, I, I guess I, maybe, he also said he was a very well, good quarterback, a very good quarterback, but a very horrible. terrible, horrible commentator who should not be on TV and who should not be allowed to return for ten million dollars. <laughs> well, ten million dollars just to say that guy threw an interception. <laughs> <laughs> or that guy's about to throw an interception. Yeah. That's why he was guys on the field. Oh. All right, Friday. He's taking Cheers. a shot. One, two, three. Four. Cheers. All right, we have our feel good story of the week next. God. Ah. That's actually pretty good. All right. Every single week, well, not every single week, but most weeks, we try to bring you after an Antonio Brown story or a Tony <laughs> Romo story or some horrible thing that some NFL player or coach did, a story that will just, you know, reinforce your faith in humanity and that, that NFL players and the rest of us can be good people. This week, we want to talk about Trovone Reed. Uh, before his mother died in his junior year of high school, NFL and now XFL player, Trova Reed remembered her commitment to ensuring he never went without with a father who had drifted in and out of his life since birth. His mom was on her own. She fought for everything. The Thibodeau High School graduate said watching his mother constantly work to keep food on the table, pay the bills and eventually fight for her life against cancer taught him to have that same spirit. She would say, I don't know. I'm going to win. I just know I'm not going to lose, said Reese, said Reed. He repeated that the same mantra to himself throughout his life from working to earn his full ride to Auburn University to fighting to earn a, spa, a spot on a professional squads over the years. She passed the torch to me, he said. Uh, through it all, he's never forgotten the tireless effort of his own mother. So Reed's working towards making a certified nonprofit dedicated to helping single mothers in the Thibodeau area. While Reed started the Trovo and Reed Foundation a couple of years ago, he's now filling the filling out the paperwork to make it legally authorized. Last year, he raised money with a celebrity basketball tournament, tournament using his years in the NFL to call on a fellow professional players to attend and support the cause. Growing up, Reed was the youngest of nine. Most of his eight siblings were out of the house by the time he came along when his mother was 40. When she became pregnant, the doctors warned her that keeping the child could be fatal for her, but she chose to press on with the pregnancy anyway. Somehow, both Reed and his mother survived, and the bond between them was sealed. She was really ready to give her life up for me, he said. For as long as he could remember, she has had two jobs working at the two local seafood outlets. To this day, he's not a huge fan of seafood, as it was his mother's go-to for dinner. My mom struggled, but she did show me. I just knew that she was struggling. Uh, so he has uh, set up a huge foundation to set up and help single mothers down in Thibodeau. Uh, I believe it's either in Alabama or Florida, but this guy is really, really doing a lot of great stuff to help single mothers in the southern United States. So let's give it out to Travone Reed. Yay, yeah. good say job. You. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. That was a sweet story. This is the kind of news we want to hear. Yeah. Not, you know, Antonio throwing Brown rocks at a moving truck. And assaulting the driver. <laughs> Dumbass. Or the delivery man. This is this is the kind of stuff we want to hear. Yeah, so uh, I mean he's really I mean his the focus of the foundation is to help single mothers who need help with, you know, with just about everything that a single mother would need help with from food to shelter to life skills to anything that they need to to be able to to give their 
themselves and their children the That's best possible cool. opportunity at life at life. Talk I'm not sure if it's uh, Alabama or Florida. I'm not sure, but I think it might be one of you know one of those states down there. All right, that's it for the NFL news. Finally, that was way too much. Yeah. Uh, so well, it could have been more. Yeah, it could yeah. have been. I mean, yeah, we have some other stories there. We kind of could have been more skipped over, but we'll talk about those in the future because there's a long off season to come. Yeah, <laughs> but I expected that the the new the talk about the championship games would take like 15 minutes, which it did not. They it were so little, boring. Yeah, it took longer than so I expected. Boring. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. Is your betting corner? I think you maybe have one bet because there's one game remaining. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back with a betting corner and we'll get into the rest of the topics for the show. All right, and we are back with Ben's betting corner. Do you have any bets for us tonight, Ben? Well, I'd like to hear you guys' take as well. But right now, as we sit here today, we'll get into some prop bets next week. That will be fun. But right now, as we sit here today, it's San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs as the home team. The Chiefs are the home team. And the Niners are one-point underdogs to the Chiefs. The over-under at 54.5. Yeah. Franny, any thoughts on that line? It's essentially a pick They had to move the line one way or the other. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for the over-and-under. Because, I mean, San Francisco, their their defense is so good. But then the offense from Kansas City, oh, geez, ah. That's a tough one. That's 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 pretty much 50-50. That's what they're saying right I'll now. I'll say over. Oh, you think it's going to go so. over 54.5 points? Yeah. You so. think so? Franny would yeah. love that. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I would if they if they scored like, you know, if it was like a 33 to 30 affair, you know, something like that. I would have yeah. mind that. Sonia? It'll be over. What do you think about who's going to win the game? <laughs> In terms of the line. I mean, it's only plus 1. Right. But yeah. if you had to put a hundred dollars or five hundred or a thousand dollars on this, which team would you pick? So they're saying that Kansas City will win by one. Essentially. Yeah. Thirty-five to thirty-four. Sonya, hope so. <laughs> thirty-five to thirty-four. Um. Or 49ers will lose by one. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be over. <laughs> um, I'll go with Kansas. Ooh, Kansas City. Favored by a point. Essentially a pick 'em. Sonia's taking Kansas City front. We'd make our uh, our picks next week. That's yeah. true. So But I already put a bet down on this game. I took San Francisco 49ers on the money line. I also took uh, the under oh, in this game. From Sonia I have to because that's who I be choosing yeah. her hated rival in the nfc west there yeah but this is we're talking about you know yeah, yeah your yeah. money yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so, so if ben wins some monopoly cash yeah. in this one you have a nice dinner coming to you sonia maybe Yay. a nice steak but i did find Ooh. a nice ben. little there's a, buy an there is another nice <laughs> there is <dinner>. a nice <laughs> little bed in there that i and we'll talk more about some prop bets next week because i want to yeah, hear definitely. Front, there are so Actually, many I'm, i might throw out yeah. a couple of prop bets because there are some really good ones oh, so yeah, I mean, we talked about this really interesting ones before the show yeah. and there there are some interesting ones where you can win some pretty good money yeah there's some fun ones i took tyreek hill uh for mvp of the game because i think that's the only guy that san francisco can't conceivably cover and there's no way that their dbs can handle him so i, I think it was plus 1600 so you know you win uh 16 times your money on that so maybe tyreek hill might be a good one but 
Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, it is our alcohol portion of the show. We talked <laughs> about, about finally about there. We're finally here. The football. Uh, so uh, <laughs> our shot of the evening is inspired by the great state of Florida. The dirty, dirty. We're down in the dirty, dirty. <laughs> and the game will be played in Miami. And my thought process behind this shot is... What better thing to do in Miami in, in I, I, I wouldn't say it's a tropical paradise, but it is nice yeah. and warm all year round. What better thing to do than to sit on the beach and drink a nice margarita? margarita. <laughs> a nice margarita. And so tonight's shots are spicy margarita shots. That's right. And they were, con- and did I mention they're the dirty, dirty? Ben, did I say that? Dirty, you dirty? You did say yeah, dirty, I think dirty. You said dirty, dirty a few times tonight. <laughs> but uh, it was concocted with Quite a few ingredients. This is this is probably our most complex shot that we've <laughs> yeah. ever had. Muddled. Um, it is uh, some. Well, well, first of all, I, mean, I was going to say the tequila, but we did smash a little bit of. It was a slice of orange juice or orange, a slice of orange, with uh, three slices of jalapeno, <laughs> a little bit of jalapeno, <laughs> jalapeno, and we smashed that into the cup. Muddled and it we up. added tequila, Grand Marnier, OJ. Not Simpson, uh, <laughs> lime juice, agave, and we shook it all together in some ice, poured into the cup. There's a little bit of tahini on the rim, and we topped it off with a little bit of squirt. <laughs> oh, very nice. That's yeah. a ton that squirt, of ingredients. So there's a ton of ingredients, and we've been sort of sipping on the residuals all night. We haven't tried it with the squirt just yet. Yep. And, uh, Man, I can't wait to taste this. Let me squeeze a little bit of that orange in there. <laughs> I see it going right this there. way. <laughs> <laughs> I was squirting every other which way, right. but not in the cup. And uh, All right. I don't know if I should take the jalapeno out. I, take I did. No, 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 no. Let's leave it in out. there. And we're going to listen to a little Frane song as we taste this. All right, let's do Woo-hoo. this shot, folks. Here we go. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Here uh, we go. I'm going to squeeze the orange in here. Oh God, here what an go. elaborate shot. Oh, you mean you're not going to do the... What that mean? Oh, that's the after. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, might, I might bite into the jalapeno afterward. <laughs> oh, my God. The tahini is like... Oh, the jalapeno sitting on top is scaring me, though. But I have to drink it. And I have to... You, you got to eat that jalapeno. No, 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 no. You can't leave that in the glass. You can't leave it in the glass. All right, here we go. You ready? Ha, ha, ha. Spicy. Oh, Holy yeah. mother. Man, that is spicy. It's Saturday night. <sighs> oh my god, my my lip is curling. That is an actual jalapeno. That is an actual jalapeno, man. What'd you think it was? You gotta eat that jalapeno. No way. Oh. No way. Oh my god, it's burning my esophagus. Alright, you guys do the talking for the next That was uh, a very oh. interesting shot though. That, that was that, actually that, that was good. Probably our most complex shot ever. There are so many flavors coming through. It's a little salty, a little sweet, a little spicy. You get a little bit of that orange coming through. This would be really good on the rocks. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah. Not that it's a bad shot. I mean, it's 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 a tough one going Ooh. down. It's good, though. It tasted so good. Interesting, though. And this will definitely clear your sinuses. So if you're oh, yeah. sick in any sort Holy of way shit. If, if you have allergies and uh, you don't want to take cough medicine or anything like that this is some really good stuff and Ben actually bit into the jalapeno uh, yeah, and you guys are going to have to do the talking for the next few minutes you guys are going to have to do the talking for the next few minutes do you still have it in your mouth? 
No, no, I swallowed it. Yeah, oh. we didn't listen to the uh, the shot song as we usually do week after week. You know, little, I think our in listeners, the background it wasn't uh, that bad. Yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. I think our listeners, uh, after fifty five times, know the lyrics to that song. <laughs> so we'll play it as background we'll, we'll, instead we'll, of. Uh, we'll play it as background. In. I like that background. Ooh. Uh, music. I mean, you know, every once in a cool. while, we'll, we'll, we'll play it before we take the shot. But that was nice oh. talking over the shot Ooh. song that Ben Ooh. wrote the lyrics to. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I can't, I can't. What, what, what do you guys? That uh, one, like, you, that was a very good shot. It was and spicy. Still more. It was sweet. There's still more. Mm-hmm. The, what right, was right, on the rim so. of the glass? It was. Uh, tahine. It, it was tahini, and I was surprised that Sonya had <laughs> tahini. Like, do you have tahini? <laughs> because. I was I was walking up and down the aisles of Vaughn's supermarket oh, looking for tahini and I wow. could not find it. But that tahini really adds that saltiness to it, it which is really nice. It's good. So was Tipsy? It was bartender. Tipsy. Is that, yes. they, they gave you the idea for the jalapeno as yeah, well. Well, uh, you know, it, it was it. Yes, <laughs> Ben, you're right over there. <laughs> I just shouldn't have eaten it. So the shot itself. I mean, I, I was I was searching Clearly. for in a shot Ooh. that had an orange base to it. You know, because Florida, Florida oranges, oranges yep. you know, yeah. So, um, this, this, this was, I mean, it had, there was multiple shots to choose from, but this one was just so interesting wow. because we've never had anything like this on the show. We usually mix, you know, one or two alcohols yeah. together, but this one had so many ingredients and, and it was very I'm, complex. I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it was fun it was to put together good. too. Good. You know, Ooh. but the jalapeno man, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't bite into the jalapeno <laughs> man. You know, there were some jalapeno seeds. There was I a wanted seed to get in the, there that the I can't believe you didn't eat the jalapeno. It's part of it's the shot. It's still there. It's still there. Well, <sighs> we're watching you, so we're really yeah, happy I'm, I'm we happy didn't. That, yeah. <laughs> well, I, did, I thought it was like one of those faux jalapenos. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was plastic. an actual. There's it was a no plastic. Such thing you know? as a faux or like, you know, they have like the ones that are not that hot. Here's mine. You want it? No, there's another one in there. Definitely not. There's one right there, too. That is intense. I mean, it, it, that was really good. It was good. It was an interesting sort of flavor to that. I, Did I, I taste liked it. the uh, that one? Because I, I, I all I can taste Here. now is the jalapeno. There's, there's a residual jalapeno right there. there. There's just and there's a little bit more orange in there. No, it's really, I like really. I mean, once I got the jalapeno in my that was mouth, good. I couldn't yeah. even function. It's just the jalapeno so. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of drank around the jalapeno. <laughs> I kind of downed it and, and held the jalapeno at my lips. But the tahini was. I mean, that was a nice, a nice right touch. Yeah. The jalapeno was a nice touch. Yeah. Good job, that Ronnie. Was, that, was, that, 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 that was an awesome one. That I'd was put that in your top ten. Yeah. I would put that as my number one. Seriously. Only because it was so much different from what we've had in the past. This, this, this was. That was a good shot. Wow. That was a good shot. Yeah, I'm in pain, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, it was it was enjoyable Ooh. and painful at the wow. same time. No, that was good. That yeah. was really, really good. Whew. Be so Be down scandy. in the dirty, dirty this week in Miami. Dirty, dirty. Is it outside? The stadium is outside, yeah, right? it's out. It's outdoors, yeah. But we got the Pro That'd Bowl That'd be stupid first. to put Come a on. dome on Give me a little rain. Give <laughs> yeah. me a little rain. Come on. Do you guys have any bets on the Pro Bowl? Yeah, uh, my bet is that no one will watch the Pro Bowl. Oh come on, Russell's playing, so I have to peek. Kirk, motherfucking cousins on the NFC Ugh, side. Bowl. I mean, just they should just cancel it. Just Breeze. cancel it. Just have just have like a bachelor party weekend where even... everybody can just go wherever they want and exactly. just party for the week. Nobody, nobody, nobody gives a shit about nobody it. Nobody takes it seriously. It's like the hockey All Star Game. It's like okay, yeah. I mean, unless you're a hardcore hockey fan, well, it's like it's like any All Star Game, even basketball. Nobody gives a shit about that. I mean, baseball. I mean, they it used just, to they used to do it for the you know home field advantage or home field in the in the World Series. So at least it had a little bit of significance to people who thought they might make the World Series. But other than that, I mean, it's it's pre- the Pro Bowl is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it used to be fun to watch, though. Yeah, but it's a sport where you can get hurt and end your career at any minute. So no one is going to play hard in the game. Right. But Russell Wilson will be there throwing dimes through the through the circles. He has been. So So he's been watching the challenge. I've already been watching. So shut up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Next up on the big board. Next up on the big board. (laughs) Next up on the big board. Ben is our beverage of the week once again from the balcones or balcones. I'm not sure exactly how you say that. Balcones uh, (laughs) Distillery. A few weeks ago, we did try their rye, which me and Ben were huge fans of. It was very good. Very good. Creamy. I mean, it was, it was, it's highly rated. It comes highly rated. And, and, um, not afraid I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to taste it. The straight bourbon whiskey of theirs is our next beverage. And Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. Ooh, I just have to settle down from that. The jalapeno is still, (laughs) I'm going to say this Balcones pot still bourbon is very much like a jalapeno. I'm nuzzling it right now. All right. This is from Balcones Distillery. This is Texas pot still bourbon, straight bourbon whiskey. Mm. The nose, honey crisp apples, toasted oak, kettle corn, and graham cracker, and oiled glove. The taste is honey, sweet cream, candied pecan, sandalwood, and leather. The finish is soft and sweet, (coughs) drying and tannic fade with lingering spice. Big flavors have always been the cornerstone of our prized Texas whiskeys and Texas pot still bourbon is no exception. Made grain to glass using a traditional pot still distillation process ensures a rich, rich and viscous spirit that stands up to aging in new charred oak without losing its You're essence. You're really high pitch right now. Jeez. Each <laughs> drum, each drum is full of character and body with an aromatic entry and soft finish for an approachable yet memorable experience. It's had won several, several awards over the years as well. Uh, but this is this is something that Franny and I have been looking forward to, you know, for a while now. So let's give this beautiful bourbon a taste. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, just like the aroma is coming through. So like you mentioned, um, Very sweet. it's almost like a, a, a sweet baked bread. With That's, some yeah. citrusy notes coming through, almost like that Easter bread, like you said, your yeah. your mom bakes um, right before right before Easter. So but yeah, the sandalwood I could sweet. I could smell too. As soon as you it's I saw that citrusy, yeah, it's like a, a baked pastry almost. Yeah, mm. I can taste the. I don't it's taste. Creamy. I wish I, I wish I could. Taste and or smell the leather. I just don't, I don't taste it. Yeah, I don't, or I smell don't get it. that leather at all. Um, what does leather taste like? Like bit, a baseball glove. Have you bitten your belt, son? No, no, not lately, thanks. <laughs> uh, or it's the sole of your shoe. Uh, <laughs> not the sole. I can smell the apple. But the lip. I can smell the oak. <laughs> but I smell the sweetness. The sweetness is great. Oh, it's, it's, it's sweet. It's creamy. There's a it's spice, though. There's a spicy. Slight spicy finish to it, yeah. Yeah. Or is that the jalapeno? <laughs> oh, that's good. Wow, that's smooth. This is a very... This what's, is, the, what's the proof? Uh, let's take a look here. It looks like it's 46% oh, alcohol. Wow. So it's so adorable that you can 90, read that right without any glasses. 91, 92%. Or nine, proof. 90, 91, 92 pr- proof. Um, if it's 46%. 
Um, it's good. But it is, it is, it, this is. It smells really good. It's something you'd want to dab behind the ears. Probably one of the best wow, bourbons. It's, 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 it has a, a little bit more viscous texture. It's a little, I mean, thicker is not the right word. It's just but it's a little creamy. bit more. It's, it's creamier. It's more complex. And than the copper it. color is really. It's beautiful. I mean, that's really nice. But it, it is more complex than any other bourbon that we've had on the show. I mean, in my opinion, I think this is probably. Bourbon-wise, I think this is the best bourbon we've had on the show. So this is from Texas. Look out, Kentucky. This is good. This is really good. Balconis. What do you yeah, think, and when we posted this on Twitter I mean, there, there earlier are rise, in the week. There are rise in scotches that I maybe enjoy just a little bit more. But as far as bourbons go, this is probably the best bourbon that I've ever had on, on this show. Yeah, and we had a lot of replies when we posted this earlier in the week about what we were going to be reviewing on this show. And a lot of folks responded by saying that we would definitely enjoy this particular bourbon. And I like this a lot. This is really good. I mean, a lot of the bourbons, that they're, they're, the flavor is they, not they, bad. They taste similar. But like it's they're, very, they're, their profile is almost yeah, exactly it's almost the, same. the same. If you taste another bourbon and you taste this, you'll say, wow, what is that? That's a little different. Has the, the has creaminess that, is is nice. The, the that little bit of sweetness that it has does have that woodiness to it. That creamy. I mean, there is a sweet cream sweetness to it. There really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's right there. Honey, sweet cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't taste the leather. <laughs> so, there it is, right there on the screen. Look. Oh yeah, we have a new piece of equipment here. We have a giant screen that's showing uh, Frane and Sonia everything that I'm doing on the computer. So, yeah, but it has that sort of little bit of honey, a little bit of vanilla. Um, it is. It's creamy. It's, it's, it's good. Like a baked pastry. That you're drinking, but the the nose, as I you guys call that, it. But I love that spicy finish. It's mm. it's almost but drowning out the jalapeno. But very that, slight, very slight. It's not overly spicy. It just has that little pinch at the back of the throat that you enjoy. Mm. This is very it good. Good too. <laughs> and it smells delicious. Ooh. I mean, the aroma it's like is I want coming a candle, from it. Just like this. yeah, this to me is very good. I mean, this is a really nice cold weather bourbon. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really great in this particular weather. I mean, the legs on the glass, the copper color, the sweetness. Yeah. Are there legs on the, the nose? Glass? Oh, yeah. I don't... No. Yeah, Ben's... Well, you can't see from over there. But... Yeah, yeah, Ben's kind of mixing it right now. But there he goes. <laughs> He's going for another sip. And... Oh, wow, that's good. That's... <laughs> it is. It's good. I mean, no, this, well, Franny is... and I have moved away from the bourbons a little bit. And a little bit. To and, the rye and, and, and the. You know, that's, the, that's why the, I, I got another a rye. I mean, it's, it's, it's the Jack Daniels rye. For next week. And we've tried so many, you know, Jack Daniels offerings. You know, we have their regular Jack Daniels, we've had their honey. Uh, we've had their uh, wow. fire. Is this new? Um, but yeah, that next Jack week Daniels we are going to drink the Jack Daniels Tennessee Straight Rye Whiskey. Pretty cool. Yeah, guys. so we'll, we'll try that and see how that offering is. But uh, I mean, we try the single barrel as well. So we, there, there, there's a lot of Jack Daniels that we have tried, and so that one will be our our, our uh, beverage for next week. But this um, Balcones Texas Bourbon Straight Bourbon Whiskey is very good, and and. This is probably my top bourbon so far that I've tried on the show. And, wow. And, and, you know, if we're going to rate this, I would have to, I myself would have to give this a 10 compared to everything else that we've tried. Wow. Okay. Holy moly. Well, really? we, uh, and Sonia, you usually don't as stick around. As far as bourbons, bourbons, this is top 10 so far for bourbons. Yeah. You usually don't stick around for our rating period. 
Uh, Franny and I rate each bourbon and each beer. Sonny, I know you're really big on Jim Beam. Zero to ten. <laughs> you're <laughs> looking har, at har. the board right there. Har, har, har. And Franny has rated this one a ten of ten, which is about as high as it gets. This one's good. And I, I really enjoyed their rye. Their rye was also yeah. top notch. And I am going to rate this on a bourbon scale. I'm going to say... I mean, what was better? Well, well I mean, from, from what well, we've tried. So far, I mean, say, looking at well, you used to Angels write all these down, Sonia, but you're a little envy, bit behind on You know, the barrel dovetail. The barrel dovetail is a little different, but that's... that's. Like, we did the be, old I'm granddad, s- and I was not a... F- I personally was the not a... The old granddad is... Is, is a fan. That hit you in the back of the throat for right. sure. Um, you know, there's that... The, the Jim Beam. I mean, there, there's quite a few. We haven't, we haven't written Rare. down all of them, but... Eagle, Eagle Rare. Rare was also good, but there's just something about Woodford. this one. There's I'm gonna give it a Elijah. I'm gonna say it's an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah. What was better? Yeah, you're right. What was better? Uh, Com- the Eagle Rare was definitely better. Really? Angels Envy. Should we try to get the Angel Envy, Angels Envy right now? If you can find it. I'll, I'll if grab, you can find it, wait, I'll wait. grab the Angels Envy. If wait, you wait, can wait. find it in the He house. said Eagle Rare. Did you say Eagle Rare or, or Angels Envy? I said Angels Envy. Uh either one. Well, which one you think? I think the which is the one that came in the bottle. It was sort of that's the Angel's Envy. Yeah, the Angel Envy. Yeah. So you think Angel's Envy is better? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All so right. I grab it. All right. Or Friday's gonna, yeah, Friday's gonna grab it. We're gonna see if he's essentially trying to prove me wrong here. That's I'm the, not trying to prove you wrong. That's the that's I'm not sort of the. To, I'm just asking you, what do you think is better? And if you think that's better, that's good for you. I think that at least yeah, I think because we could the, do a taste test in the future. I think the the Angel's Envy was better. Okay. okay. Let's grab it. Let's, let's try you want, it. You want, you want to grab I do. it now? Okay. I do. All I right. do. All right. I do. All right. We'll be right back, folks, with our taste test mini. All right. And we are back with our mini taste test. And so... I'm not trying to prove you wrong, Ben. Well, I give this. Uh, I uh, gave uh, the Balconis uh, about a seven or eight, and I just want to see. And the Angels Envy back in day. I mean, because it's been a while since we've had the Angels Envy. Yeah, on the show. So, I mean, it was good. It was good when we tried it, but um, you might prove me wrong uh, here. All right, the smell is very nice. The nose is beautiful. About the same. It's harsher. A little bit tighter. No. Oh, very smooth. Very smooth. Hmm. This is a tougher one. Sonia, taste this. Sonia is tasting the Angel's Envy. She's off mic. I mean, with the Angel's Envy, I, I it's more of a honey flavor, whereas Balconis just has that more sweetness to it. I... I Interesting. That's interesting because now that I taste the the Angel's Envy. The Angel's Envy is just, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's smooth. Angel's the, Envy for sure is smoother. But the Balconis is just more complex. complex. Yeah, There's you're right. It's creamier. Yeah, you're right. Just that sweetness that just hits you and it's just, it's. Damn it, you're right. That Balconis is good, man. I'm going to raise my review. <laughs> I'm gonna give it about a nine. I'm mm. shocked because I I thought mm. this 
this I thought it was too sweet, but it's got the sweet with the spice with the nose. Yeah, I, it's 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 very good. I mean, the rye was delicious, and the straight bourbon whiskey is is I would say this might even be better than the rye. And 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 you know we're we've been big fans of rye on this show, but this particular offering from uh, from Balconis is is a little bit better. Wow. Yeah, I'm shocked. I am shocked. I didn't expect this. You're still trying, though. How's that? It seems kind of weak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the it's, Angel's Envy seems a little bit I mean, lax. It, I mean, it's smooth. It's, smooth, it's, sweet, it's easy to drink. It, it has a certain... And the bottle's nice, but... You know, it has a certain creaminess to it, but... But it doesn't I match. think you're right. I mean, right. that's why... When he said, let me go in the house and get it, I, I think he was trying to prove me wrong, and <laughs> I typically trust him. That's why I wanted him to do it. Yeah. You know what, Ben? In your face. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. This Balconis, I mean, it, it, it not only is the, the nose better, the flavor profile I mean, is a little bit more complex, and the, the finish with the spice leaves you with something that the the Angel's Envy just sort of, the finish is not as spicy, not as complex. Mm-hmm. I, I got to give it to the, the Balconis. Mm-hmm. Nine. Nine Sonia. out of ten. Sonia, Sonia yours agrees. was... What would you say, Sonia? I'm going to have to go back up and give it about a 10 because everything else... Compared to what we've tried. Yes, I agree. For the bourbons. For bourbons. For bourbons, yes. Not not for the you know the scotches or even the Isle of Scotches. I mean, for Ben, the Ardbeg is a 10. Um, and, and, and for, for the everybody, cognacs, the, for the Ardbeg is a 10. Well, but it, 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 for, for bourbons, this for me is a 10. Ben... Nine. Nine, and sign is a 10 as well. So I'm this shocked. is a very good fucking I'm bourbon. I'm shocked. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I mean, yeah. and this goes to show, folks, $100, $200, $50, $40. Yeah, but you know, I, it doesn't, the price isn't always indicative of I think this, how. This one was between 30 and 40? Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, how good I don't, a scotch I don't exactly or remember how much it was, be. but it was somewhere around there. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, an expensive bourbon. You know, it, it was between 30 and $40, somewhere around there. But that so. is, I mean, it's it's really impressive how good it is. Yeah, very good. And it's funny because I was drinking it like, oh, I expect more, I expect more, I expect more. And when you, when you, because we don't taste that many bourbons mm-hmm. anymore. Damn, I'm impressed. Yeah, very good. All right, folks, what's next up on the big board, <laughs> Friday? Uh, next up, Ben, we have our beer of the week, and I'm going to grab that from the cooler. We're, we'll pour a little bit out for us, and uh, we'll give it a shot. All right, we'll be right back with our beer review of the week. And we are back with our beer of the week. It is from Figaro Mountain, and it is their pale ale, Ben. And I'm sure you have some more information for us. I do indeed. But first, let me give a shout out to Franny, who goes out and gets these (laughs) beers and bourbons and rye every single week for you, our listener. Please, please, please give him a shout out on Twitter, on Instagram, because, you know, I have to set up all this crap out here. All the machinery, but he brings a new scotch, a new bourbon, a new rye, a new beer every single week. He concocts the shots every single week. So please, please, please give him a shout out. This is from Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company up north in California. This is the Fig Mountain 
mosaic. Enjoy the mountain of mosaic hops in this crushable hoppy ale inspired by our namesake, Figueroa Mountain, in California's Los Padres National Forest. The alcohol by volume is 5.5%. IBU is 30 and it's available in cans, bottles, and at your local bar. The hops are mostly mosaic, slight amount of Amarillo. The malts are pale two-row flaked barley and crystal malts. I think we had the mosaic hops in our first seventh right, round IPA as well. Uh, it's a pretty low alcohol by volume for an IPA, mm-hmm. I think. I could be wrong on it's that. Not 5%. It's not really that high. That's pretty low for an IPA, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty low. I think ours was right around there, the one that we I made. I think we, it was about 6.5%, somewhere around there. So, uh, I mean, the bottle is beautiful. I mean, look for it on Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh, Fig Mountain Brew. Uh, Los Padrinos. I mean, that's... I, we should probably have a map in front we of us. Should, yeah. Uh, but National Forest, Los Padrinos National Forest. I want to say it's up north. Uh, but this is a beautiful, beautiful looking bottle. And let's give it a taste. Let's give it a shot, Ben. I mean, just um, the aromas. Oh, it's, it's it smells hoppy. It's not as hoppy as the El Segundo was. The Citra. Ooh, I like the mosaic hops. It, it, it smells very nice, though. It's it's very citrusy, very nice, very Ooh, piney. Wow. Has a little bit of a pine scent to it as well. I love. The and smell. you can smell it right through the bottle. I mean, I don't have to give my glass. You can smell it right through the bottle right there. All right, let me smell the glass. Oh, that smells good. Yeah. Wow, that smells it's good. Not, it's not overpowering. You know, it's, yeah, it's, but it's, it smells it's, really yeah. fresh and really piney yeah, and really citrusy. I mean, I think it, it, on the bottle it shows that it was, um, I think it was bottled in December, uh, you know, late December. So, oh, really? You know, I'm, it's pretty fresh. I mean, it, this is, it is from California, so, you know, it doesn't have to travel too far to get to our uh This is a good choice, Ronnie. Yeah, it, and it's a nice looking bottle, too. I mean, nice green, I mean, solid, simple looking label there oh but it's the namesake of figueroa mountain it tastes good i mean it's a solid solid pale ale i mean it, it's um oh wow that is a pale ale it's not overpowering it's very fresh very uh wow. crisp um leaves a slight aftertaste um a little bit of the pine i, I like the mixture of the pine with the citrusy flavor to it, it's very good, and 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 it doesn't taste like it has a lot of alcohol either. I mean, it's, it's very easy to drink. It's it's really soft once it goes down. Oh, it's 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 really fresh. Mm-hmm. It's a little. It lacks a little bit of carbonation. Mm-hmm. I wish I had it's just, not as crisp as I would like. Just a little bit more hop. I wish I had just a little more hoppiness to it, but um, it is definitely a solid beer. You know, it's not as 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 enjoyable as those Alagash. Both the black, oh, and, the and, were and, good, and, yeah, yeah, and the one from last week as well. I can't remember the exact name of it. I think it was their, uh, I think it was their Belgian oh, the style, the Trapel. Yeah, that that one was. I mean, that one was full bodied. And that one really hit the spot. Whereas this one, uh, it, it's it's good. Um, this is more of uh, an everyday sort of you know drinker. If you're sort of just you know getting home from work, or if you're working out in the yard, and 
you know, trimming the hedges and mowing the lawn, Ben, which I know you do <laughs> quite often. not talking about himself here, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> I'm talking about you, Ben. Uh, but this is something that you could enjoyably drink afterward, you know, sit down and, and uh, you know, watch um, watch the XFL. Yeah, you I, know? Would, I would say this. <laughs> but it, it is good, though. It, it is good. I mean, it, um, beer rating wise, Ben, where would you rate this one out of 10? Ooh. I'm not going to go grab that in the house to <laughs> prove you wrong on this one because I don't have another beer that I'm thinking of. I would, uh, this is a harder one to rate because it is a really good fresh beer. Mm-hmm. It's a good fresh IPA. It lacks a little bit of the hoppiness and a little bit of the carbonation. And the crispness. I mean, it's crisp. But it's not crisp But it's enough. Up. <sighs> it leaves a little bit of a powdery... Not powdery, but a, a little bit of a soft feel in the mouth rather than a crisp, sort of tight, cold finish. Finish. So I'd probably give it about a six to seven. So I would say seven. I'm, I'm at a seven with this one. It's enjoyable. It's nice to drink every once in a while, but it doesn't... If I see it on the shelf, I would probably choose something else to see if there's maybe a better option out there you know it's 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 there if i can't yeah. find anything else if there's like you know some other ipas that i maybe wasn't too happy about i would grab this one yeah it, i'd give it a six based on the yeah. finish yeah. the finish isn't i mean i enjoy a really nice crisp tight hoppy finish that mm-hmm. lingers with me a little bit and this finish is like yeah it's it sort of gives up at the finish yeah it's crisp it's Chris without the P. <laughs> it's Chris without the P. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a little Chris. Uh, but compared but to the Allagash or the Einstocks, this is not quite in the same category. No. Yeah, not 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 quite up there, but still enjoyable. Still enjoyable. If anybody finds this on the shelf, you know, give it a shot. Maybe it's something that you would enjoy. Maybe it's more your flavor profile than it is mine and Ben's. Um, but, you know, I'm sure Ben will finish the bottle. I have a little bit more of my glass right here. I'll probably finish that off as well. But, you know, will it keep me coming back for more? Probably not. I, you know, there are better options on the shelf. Yeah, I would taste I'd like to taste another one of their offerings just to be sure, especially because it's a local. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a local brewery. But if, you, if, you're, if you're someone who really likes a strong, hoppy, crisp finish on your IPAs, this is not the beer for you. If you like a, an easy-to-drink IPA at 5.5%, something you could drink, you know, three, four, five of in a night without really giving it too much thought, but there's still a good amount of flavor there. I mean, the hop the hop flavor is really nice in terms of the mouthfeel and when you have it in your mouth, but the finish is not something that, that it, it doesn't really wow you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Friday. Let's have the wow factor like the Balconist did. Whew. Yeah, and Friday proved me wrong. I mean, he proved me wrong. I mean, let this, you know, forever <laughs> be known. I thought there was a better bourbon in the house somewhere. And there might be. You might uh, like the Jim B more, Ben. But uh, this one, the, the Balconist, I mean, I, and, and I'll tell you the truth. The sweetness was what turned me off of it a little bit in the beginning. It was the sweetness that I thought was a little too much. And maybe I was looking for a, a harsher finish and a harsher tight sort of um, uh, flavor profile. But, but you know, the Angel's Envy, regard. I mean, I thought it was really good, but this the Balconus is better. 
What's next up on the big board, Friday? I know, Ben. I know. Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is some housekeeping to finish up the night. Ah, we wrapped up in two hours and 13 minutes. This is a record for us, at least in the last few episodes. So please, please, please bear with us. Uh, this is a show about football, fun, and booze. Please, please, please go to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can rate our podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes from any podcatcher. You can get a link to any podcatcher from there. You can also check out our show notes, and you can get all the links to the stories we talk about on the show, as well as links to all the beverages, the bourbons, the scotches, the beers that we taste and review on the show. You can email us directly. Uh, check our show notes. You can directly email us there. You know what, Ben? Thinking about your Twitter question that you put out there. Oh, my! Tw- which one was that? Uh, if anybody has any questions. Oh, yeah. Comments, the mailbag episode. The mailbag we didn't answer the mailbag tonight. Oh yeah, there was a mailbag question. We uh, and uh, and actually, I I didn't I didn't talk about this with you because we talked about it twice. And every time we talk about the overtime uh, issue, front yeah, we, we did talk looks about at me it like and, I have like he's like, why are we talking about no, this overtime? We talked about it. We talked about it. And this is uh, Mitchell from Manitoba. Manitoba. He 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 did bring up the overtime rules, and this is something that uh, I meant to bring up early in the podcast, but I just completely forgot. Uh, I was going to talk about it after our championship picks or even our Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, uh, picks. Um, but uh, we, we did sort of talk about it after the Saints and Vikings game. You know, the Vikings winning in overtime after that controversial no-call uh, catch in the end zone. I, I don't think it was uh, a pass interference call. Uh, but, you know, I, I was, I, you know, I don't mind the rules that are set in place right now. And I know you do, Ben. I know. I know you want to change the <laughs> overtime <laughs> rules. Whereas I, yes, I do. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with the way they are right now. But Mitchell, who is a Saints fan, I understand how you feel. I mean, if, if it was, if it was the Eagles or if it was the Steelers in, 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 in that spot, I'd also be questioning the rules. Yeah, I mean, I like them. I like the rules to be a little bit more. Fair. You're starting a new quarter. It's a tie game. I would just like some way of ensuring that both teams have the ability to possess the ball in overtime. You know, essentially, you're saying the game is over. It's a tie. And we're going to use this overtime period to determine the outcome of the game. So if both teams don't possess the ball, it it seems a little bit random based mm-hmm. on the coin flip. I know, you know, the defense and the offense, the defense has a chance to stop them just as much as the offense has an opportunity to score. But it would be nice if there was there was some type of rule change that guaranteed at least each team had the option or the ability to to possess the ball at least one time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know you disagree, Franny. And you'll uh, see this across the podcast. I mean, Franny's views are a little bit more, I wouldn't say conservative, but I'd say traditional. No, but I, what would you, what other plan would you put in place? Like, would you do more of a college rule sort of thing where both team has the ball at maybe the, what was it, the 20 or 25 yard line? I, I can't remember exactly where they placed the ball. Um, I think it's 35 and, or something and, like that. And, and they both get a chance to see whether they can score a touchdown or maybe score, you know, a, a field goal. Um, but I mean, it, Oh, would you do that? 
Well, I mean, I think, I, well, I wouldn't go that far because then the game could stretch on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's something like the Chiefs, you know, suggestion where is, I mean, it, it, suppose, you know, it goes to overtime this past week and the Chiefs have the ball and they run down the field. They score a touchdown on Tennessee. I would like at least Tennessee to have the opportunity to score a touchdown. But then they also. So even if, if they don't score a touchdown, it's over. But they also get the advantage of playing four downs. You know, whereas the first team that gets the ball, they play three downs and then they punt the ball away if they're not in a good position. Whereas if, you know, they score and you're the other team taking over, you get basically a four down situation. So you're in, you have that advantage, you know, playing life or death, basically. Whereas the other, the first team that has the ball is not playing life or death. They're playing position. Yeah. Well, but they aren't playing position, right? They're not playing complete position because they know if they punt the ball away, if the next team scores, they lose. But where do you punt it? I mean, because because if the first team gets the ball from the twenty-five, let's say there's you know it's just a touchback, and they take the ball from the twenty-five, and they don't move the ball, maybe let's say they move the ball five yards or whatever, and they have to punt it on fourth and five, and they punt it back, and let's say they it's not a very good punt, and they punt it to about maybe the forty or even the thirty-five yard line, they're moving the ball the other way. They know they have the advantage of knowing that they only need to move the ball maybe thirty yards, maybe thirty-five yards down the field to kick a field goal. So that's their advantage because they win if they just kick a field goal. So they have that advantage too. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it. I would just gear uh, That's why, I mean, I don't say I have the perfect answer, but something that guarantees that each team has the ball. Sudden death can't, I mean, and I know that it's not the way it is now, unless you score a touchdown, but that is essentially sudden death. If you score a touchdown, there has to be some way of guaranteeing that each team possesses the ball and and maybe maybe it goes to something like basketball where you play an entire quarter and whoever is in you know whoever is in the lead at the end of the next quarter i mean basketball is what five minutes mm-hmm. so you play a seven minute quarter or an eight minute quarter or a 10 minute quarter and but whoever then, but then it, it what if it drags on you know it, maybe for regular season it should be one rule and then in in the postseason, it's another one. I mean, there's got to be a winner at the end of the game. I mean, you want to shorten the game as much as you can because of injuries. I mean, you know, football, we can't really compare it to basketball because it is, um, I mean, more more injuries do occur in, in, in football than in basketball. And, and so, I mean, you want to, you know, there there is a human element to the game where you want to cut it down enough to where you can minimize the amount of injuries that can happen to players on the field. And, and, I, that's that's why I'm happy with the way it is right now. If you score a touchdown, you win. If you don't, you punt it back. And the other team, they have a chance to come back and score a field goal and win the game. So, I, or if you kick a field goal, it, they have a chance to possess the ball. Exactly, and kick a field goal. Or so they did score change that. So I'm happy that you know the NFL did change that, where you know field goal wouldn't end the game because they gave a huge advantage to whoever won the coin toss. Um, so I, the way it is right now, I don't mind it. Um, you've had some issues with that. Recently, I just want the, the other team to at least have an opportunity. I mean, you play, know, you play for three and a half hours. And but you have three and a half hours to change the outcome of the game. But if, but if you're the team that possesses the ball and you happen to get a crazy-ass you know, wide-open receiver down the field that scores a touchdown, I know it's exciting for TV, Yeah. but the game is over. Yeah, and well, it would well, be nice if the other team at least had an opportunity to come down and see if they could score a touchdown. Yeah, but for, for Mitchell, for Manitoba... Um, one of our you know, most if, loyal if, listeners. Exactly. If 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 you have an overtime rule that you want to maybe um, 
message Ben on on Twitter, we'll yeah. What's your suggestion? We'll, yeah, we'll have a conversation about that. What's your suggestion? What would you do? What do you think would improve the game? Yeah, as far I'd as love to hear is, it. Is, is, I'd is love concerned. to hear it because I mean, I, I'm I I'm always struggling with this, trying to come up. I mean, because college is a little bit wonky. It can go on for three hours potentially. The way they play the game and then XFL rules we'll get into when the XFL starts this year, like the X, like the AAF started last year, and Franny will be here with me three months from now saying, "Can you believe <laughs> the XFL folded after three months?" <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there's got to be a better rule yeah. than what we have. I mean, the old sudden death rule was ridiculous. You have to admit that the old rule that was, was the was old ridiculous. rule was ridiculous. I mean, so this still gives the other team a chance to drive down the field after a field goal. And Franny's a huge soccer fan, so I mean, this is why I'm, I'm shocked because the rules in, in a in a big-time soccer match in the World Cup are pretty fair in terms of the overtime period. If it's they tied, are. it's are. very, very fair. I mean, every team has the same they have opportunity. A, you know, 15-minute half. Um, so you play the first 15 minutes. If a team scores, you have, you know, the second 15-minute period to possibly score a goal. And if, if it's tied after those 30 minutes, then you go to penalty kicks. And maybe in football, maybe you play eight minutes. Maybe you play an eight-minute uh, uh, period. And then after that period, if it's still tied, maybe you go to, you know, each team gets it from the 10-yard line or from the 15-yard line. Maybe maybe that's a better rule. I, don't, I, I, it's, I mean, the only thing I'm concerned about with, the, with football is injuries. Uh, I mean, in, 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 especially in, when it's win or go home yeah exactly and, and in soccer and and in basketball it's you you just don't have as many injuries it's just not a, a physical sport the way football is yeah and that's why i'm looking forward to seeing what the x the nfl can extract from the xfl rules that are coming up and we're going to talk about that you know as we as we move towards the xfl yeah. but the the weird rules with after the touchdown you know one point from the five yard line three points from the 10 yard line four points or whatever it is from the 15 yard line. That would be something that I think, well, personally, I think it's too gadgety. Mm-hmm. I don't think that can work in the NFL. I think it's a two point conversion or not. Uh, but there, there will be something that the NFL takes away from the XFL rules. Probably, probably uh, the kickoff rules where the people can't start running until the player possesses the ball. That's something I think the NFL will adopt, but Mitchell from Manitoba, no agreement here, but I say there should be an, a, an ability for the team that doesn't score to possess the ball at least once after the team scores. And Franny says, I, just, I like it the way it is. He likes it the way it is, which is the least shocking thing I've heard tonight. <laughs> All right. So, uh, folks, uh, you know, we gave you a, essentially our housekeeping. And uh, so please, please, please come back. Listen to our show. Every single week, we're going to have shows next week, a bonus episode during the Super Bowl. We will have episodes almost every single week, all the way through the offseason, almost through September. <laughs> all right, Franny, what do you have to add before we say goodbye to our listeners? Yep, that'd be it, Ben. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. Yes, thank you all. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.